0: thanks for listening to the Adam Corolla show on podcast one
1: rockauto.com why spend 30 to 50 percent even a hundred percent more for the same parts that a chain store or dealership might have why spend so much there why not go to rockauto.com It's a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Everything from engine control modules to brakes to motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic car or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few clicks delivered direct to your door. Go to rockauto.com, see all the parts available for your car or your truck, write Corolla in the how did you hear about us, So that is Corolla, C-A-R-O-L-L-A, in the How Did You Hear About Us box. So they know we sent you an amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com.
2: Saving starts with Xfinity. Get a great price on Xfinity Internet. Plus, ask how to get an eligible 5G phone on us. And for a limited time, $300 back when you add Xfinity Mobile. Go to Xfinity.com slash start saving. Call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today. Restrictions apply.
3: Today's episode of Coral Classics is brought to you by BlindsGalore.com. BlindsGalore.com is family owned and run and was the first place to buy custom window treatments online. They've been doing this for over 20 years and have covered over 2 million windows. They got blinds, blackout shades, shutters, drapery. Motorized window coverings and they, they connect to your Amazon Alexa. They've got it all. And these aren't the same generic cut down products you'll find at the hardware store. These blinds and shades are all custom made and everything's built to your exact measurements for a perfect fit. I've seen these blinds. Dr. Drew has them. Adam has them at his house. And they look super slick. You gotta check them out. Just go online, check out their website. They got something for you. You'll feel like a pro. Blinds Galore's uh, new build a blind tool lets you create and customize your window treatments. So you can, ex- you can see exactly what they'll look like right on screen before you even buy. All you gotta do is go to blindsgalore.com. It's the best place to get designer blinds and shades without a designer price. Order up to 15 free samples from Blinds Galore today to get started and take up to 45% off when you check out. That's BlindsGalore.com and let them know that Adam sent you. Hello and welcome to Corolla Classics for June 26, 2021. The show where we're going to highlight some of the greatest moments of the Adam Corolla Show. Over 12 years of podcasting history and we got some great clips for you lined up right now. My name is Chris Loxmani, the executive producer of the Adam Corolla Show. And with me, as always, Corolla Archivist,
2: Super Fan Giovanni. Ahoy hoy, Chris. And Ahoy Hoy Gio. You ready to get this show going? We are, and we're approaching 3,100 episodes. It's already been 100 episodes almost since the uh, anniversary of the 3,000th episode. Jeez, we are
3: flying by. And uh, we want to thank everybody listening for, or, you know, just for the support and for listening to the show.
2: Please tell a friend. Are right, we're going to kick this episode off with a clip from 2016. What do we got, Gio. This one is Adam Carolla Show 1754 Jay Moore and David Wilde in this episode Not in the Clip Tomorrow on the Carolla Classics feed Make sure to subscribe Where you get a second episode every week of the Carolla Classics We'll be playing the second half with Jay Moore In this portion, it's just the show opening A really quick clip And Adam talking about HBO's real sex And the uh, man on the street interviews This one's from February of 2016 Check it out
1: Day, Gina Grad. Good day to you. And Bald Brian, heavy set guy, racist guy sits in his chair. <laughs>
4: you're not quite heavy set yet. Give it a few more years, but mm-hmm. uh, you're halfway there.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Um, speaking of descriptions, Brian, you'll enjoy Ooh, this. What's up? You know how I feel like there should be a class action lawsuit against the show Real Sex.
4: <laughs> <laughs> sure.
1: And I'm also convinced. It's a little too real. <laughs> I'm convinced it was it's got to be a gaggle of gay dudes or lesbians or I don't know whom behind this thing but it ain't a straight titty Mm. loving dude because there's I've tuned it I've been fooled it has the word sex and it's on
4: cable the original title is like real weird sex or real exotic sex well that makes more sense
1: and and it can and it started real confusing sex it started like the mid 90s when if you were
4: just scanning
1: through and something said sex Mm. you just stop and pop it on yeah and it's always Mistress so-and-so, and she's covered in vulcanized rubber, and if you don't mind a heavy-set woman with a German accent who's swinging by her nipples off of fish hooks, then this is for you. And it's like, this isn't for me. I just, just the description, okay. Brian. Okay. I'm now, I've been burned so many times. Don't even bother. I, I don't even hit, check hit, in. Hit the okay button. I don't even check into no. real sex as I'm passing <laughs> by it. Because
4: you'll I, see things you can't unsee.
1: Yeah, that's right. i will be just, haunted. I was just going by real sex. It was like Showtime. They're doing a rerun. It's like 1995. Here was the description. Viral Chinese senior citizens. And I was like, I'm out. God, am I out? I'm so fucking out. Hey, you ever seen an 83 year old naked that doesn't look a day over 71? Oh, boy. You got four words in viral. Chinese senior citizens. And I just thought, why? Who's, and, and there cannot be a straight dude behind the show. No guy, no straight dude has ever sat down to do this. That's impossible. There's some sort of evil lesbian who's punishing us. Mm.
4: Yeah, this was for all you young listeners out there. This is the days before the internet. This was mid-90s. There was no online porn and what, what was to come would be like still images. Like it was a long yeah. time before you could download a movie. Well, and I so feel this like this got us there. This is the price. Right. Yeah,
5: and every single episode had at least a 5-minute segment of a really unattractive middle-aged couple at an orgy clinic in the woods.
1: Yes. And or they would then swing to this man on the street thing.
5: Yeah. And they'd
1: pick like a yep, couple yep, yep. and they'd be like Benoit balls, what's that mean to you? And the girls <laughs> really? start giggling and they're like, I need something I can fucking dance. And when I say dance, yeah, right. jack off to. I need something. Yeah. There's nothing here. How dare you
4: name this show Real Sex? Um, you ever think there was the day around the Real Sex offices where the, the, the finally the two production like heads were like, you don't like latex. Latex isn't sexy to you, is it? No. Well, it's not sexy to me either. I thought that was your thing. No, I thought you were into latex.
1: You're into all the weird dripping, the chocolate and the candle wax and all that, no, right? No, I
4: thought you you. You're Jack the candle wax guy. Not everyone knows uh, that no, about
1: you. I'm Jack the D cup guy with the tan lines <laughs> on the 19 year olds and like Havasu guy. You're
4: not Jack that's, Dip
1: the old guy. you got to turn latex. my business card around to get to the oh, rest of it, but that's who that's this Jack is.
4: We, we've made latex a part of every episode. Today. <laughs> I know. I keep, I, it's
1: embarrassing. I don't want to bring it up, but it's it's, I it's, it's, I, it's I'm drowning in latex. I feel like we're
4: pot committed on latex now.
1: I, I what is? And by the way, <laughs> who, I that kind of conversation? What percentage? Who is into that?
4: That's what I'm saying. I mean, isn't
1: it just a trope from a '90s movie that they that they're the you're into that? Shed. Yes, mm-hmm. but
4: no one is really truly no, okay. not sexy. Okay, don't know how it made it into every episode. Okay. Every episode had something to do with co- being covered in paint or latex or, or a, a bubble, yeah, or some, sitting in food. Something. Yes, yes, covered in something.
1: Yeah, and they'd always do something, and and then there'd be one of these things where it started off good and then it went south. Like <laughs> we now visit a strip club, oh. but not like one you've ever <laughs> seen. I'm like, okay, this That's one's for twist. this is for ladies who are elderly with cats. <laughs> like, how about we just do a run of the mill strip club and I can get a boner <laughs> here No. Jesus, goddamn Christ. Elderly God, like, Chinese yeah. uh, people. So senior citizens. Virile. 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 God damn. <sighs> All right, we got to figure out who's behind this, uh, Maxipat.
2: I need to know. And that clip from 2016, what'd you think, Gio? Well, it's a hilarious discussion. It's something they didn't really catch on to. They taped the HBO Real Sex Man on the Street interviews circa 1990, when, when the original documentary is about to premiere. And I think they were at the, the guy who played Big Pussy on The Sopranos' nightclub, which hmm. is something Gina didn't notice. Even though she's a huge fan. Uh, he ran a nightclub in New York, or he just happened to be a patron, because oh. he's in almost every HBO Real Sex. And when they would go back to the Man on the Street interviews circa 1995, 96, 97, 98, 2000, they were still showing clips from people from 1990 on the street <laughs> and in Boston. Bars answering these embarrassing questions So in theory you could have been drunk on the streets In New York in 1990 And then in 2000 have some really embarrassing Sex clip of you talking, come up And really bad fashion choice as well
3: Yeah, that would be unfortunate, there's a lot that could have changed In that span of time Yeah, so.
2: yeah. I became a nun, what did you do? Exactly,
3: goodness Well, regardless of whatever time period you're in You gotta find yourself some Tommy John That's right, I'm here to tell you about Tommy John It's summer right now, it's hot it's hot out there. Get yourself some Tommy John, all right? They they, they let your buns breathe, and they keep your, your cheeks chilled. Your, they ice your cubes all summer long, all right? With dozens of comfort innovations like breathable, lightweight, moisture-wicking fabric with four times the stretch of competing brands, once you try Tommy John underwear, look at listen to me, you'll never go back, all right? That's why Tommy John doesn't have customers. They have fanatics. Super fan Giovanni is a super fanatic.
2: I'm bouncing off the walls. And uh, Tommy John, never out of fashion. Had they been wearing Tommy John in those interviews, they would still look up to date. Yeah. Make sure to get yourself some lounge pants, <laughs> some underwear, undershirts. I'm fully decked out in Tommy John. Every of Classics intro, no BS.
3: Yeah. See, they're, they're, they should be wearing them proud anytime, here, But anytime, too. Wear Tommy John. It's hot right now. You're going to need some Tommy John on your buns. And we got a great deal for you. Tell them about Gio.
2: Right now, get 20% off your first order at tommyjohn.com slash classics. Go to tommyjohn.com slash classics for 20% off. tommyjohn.com slash classics. See site for details.
3: All right, let's get going with our next clip. This is from June of 2015. We're going to hear the show opening, and Brian Koppelman, the the guy who created Billions, he also wrote Rounders and since uh, 13, co-wrote with David Levy, and so... Uh, he's, he's a big fan of the show. He's, he's become an ACS All Star, and he calls into this episode.
2: Adam Cruella Show 1588. Michael Rappaport also on this episode, but he'll be in tomorrow's second half in the Cruella Classics feed. Make sure to subscribe. In this portion, we get a phoner from Brian. We get Adam and uh, Brian Bishop in studio discussing Rounders. Uh, Gina Grant in studio as well. It's a really cool show opening, and if you love Rounders or if you love what Brian does, uh, it's a very great example of that. Check it out. <laughs>
0: Struggling single mother, Adam Carolla. Yeah, it ain't easy.
1: Look at by, You know, because I was born with these seven kids, no husband and no income.
4: Oh, it's going to be that kind of show.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Gina Grad, everybody. Good day to you. Bald Brian. Do you have a small cock?
4: I couldn't let that go for yesterday. <laughs> <that.
1: laughs> Gold. We do kind of in the news treat all women with no husband and more than seven kids as if when they were leaving the hospital as two-day-olds they were assigned this we, broken family.
4: Uh, do we treat? Do, we, does, do women get treated that way?
1: Well, what do we talk about when we talk about them?
4: What do we talk about? Victims the of the systems are failing uh, them.
1: The it cracks. happens. No one ever goes, why do you have seven kids mm-hmm. and no husband? Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, it takes a while to. We just do to a kid. lot
1: of the cops, the school system, the system in general. Mm-hmm. Things need to be fit. We're a long ways away from where we were. We, we need, but we have a long way to go. Like mm-hmm. a lot of, but. No one ever circles back and goes, wait a minute, why do you have seven kids and you don't have a job?
4: The other side of that, the weird thing is always, I'm watching a lot of Sports Center these days. And when they kind of subtly allude to like his other children live in other parts of the – it's like uh, they do? Where do they come from?
1: Um, I will tell you uh, this as I, as I told uh, a guy from uh, NPR – nice guy. I was interviewing me on uh, my book, uh, Daddy Stop Talking. Thank you very much. Click through our site at Amazon. I just posed this question. I said, um, "What do you think would happen to the school to prison pipeline if everyone just waited until they were thirty to have kids, mm. and then they didn't have more than two kids, Ugh. and the family stayed, and there was, and they didn't get divorced? What, what? Tell me what would happen to the school to prison pipeline?" And he was like, "What do you mean? <laughs> I'm like, oh. would it still exist?" <laughs> and then he's like. Well, uh, obviously, there's a lot of uh, extenuating and mitigating. Uh, I said, yeah, I know. But do you think we would have a school-to-prison pipeline if people just waited until they were 30 Mm -hmm. and had no more than two kids and stayed together? I think it would affect it. Okay.
5: Good enough. You're honest.
1: Now how much? Now how much? much? Because I'm in. I'm way past the 90s -hmm. in the how much it would affect it.
5: Did you really keep going? Because he obviously didn't want to continue answering that.
1: Nobody wants to continue answering it because it's the answer. Mm They're not in the business of the answer.
5: Also, once you have an answer
4: or the answer, the discussion is kind of over and in a yes. sense, your job is over. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, writing stories and talking in circles is mm-hmm. kind of, you know, the job.
1: That is the job.
4: Whether it's politicians or journalists or whoever, that's the job.
1: No, it's as I say all the time, the guys on the right who were against abortion vehemently blowing, uh, you know, shooting abortion doctors and blowing up abortion clinics. And then as soon as the morning after pill comes out, they're against that as well. Mm -hmm. And they're against the one... It's not even abortion. Still against. right? Still against that. The thing that
4: would end the thing that you... Significantly impact the thing that you hate. Uh,
1: Then you go over to the left, and you have all these ass-fucking-wipes over there with all their smoking, smoking, smoking. No bigger campaign to the left than smoking. Um, And I say to the left, it's not that the right is pro-smoking. The right is sort of doesn't give a shit about stuff that doesn't make any fucking difference, Mm. for the most part. I mean, they argue over wars, good or bad. Profiteering. And things things like that. But secondhand smoke to the right is just like, who gives a fuck?
5: I can't remember. What was the percentage that Dr. Drew gave about how many people die from secondhand smoke?
1: Uh, Well, I used to pass the billboard that had like 58,000. Right. Um, then I started prodding around and asking Drew if he'd ever heard of this, if it ever come up in any of his meetings or any of his colleagues or any treated anybody. Mm-hmm. And he said, doesn't exist. Yeah. And then uh, and then, like two years later, he pulled out something in JAMA that they thought they could connect maybe seven people mm-hmm. to it. Percentage-wise, a little off from 58,000. Sure, sure. But either way. i uh, in the middle. Then the left goes on their fucking third... They, they've literally invented third-hand smoke. and uh, But they're completely against the whole vaping thing. Mm-hmm. There's there, there shall be no vaping. And not in airplanes, but at, 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 on patios, in parks. Right. Um, well, yeah. The, the, I, I'm sure the jury's still out on water vapor. <laughs> Is that what the jury's still out it on? It can
4: burn you if very hot. If very hot, it can burn you.
1: Uh, Gary, you do a little vaping, right? <laughs> He's vaping right sure. now. Um, sure. <laughs> What comes out of your mouth is just vapor, right? Yeah. Water. First off, nicotine does not harm you. It makes you feel pretty it's, damn it's, good, it's, actually. It's addicting, but yeah. it's not bad for you. It's Young like,
4: money, cash money.
1: <laughs> it's like caffeine and <laughs> right. nicotine are the same thing. It's the, the smoke part's bad for you, but the nicotine part... Yeah, it's
4: all the impurities and all the stuff in the, in the you're, s- you're
1: bringing smoke into your yeah, lungs, which they have. Now, now, by the way, same people would never... Never put limitations on leaf blowers, which are ten times worse than anything that's coming out of a diesel. Right, but whatever, fine, fine. And those fucking oh, you know what? Here's what happened. Somebody sent me a tweet. They're at the like food truck festival, Mm -hmm. which is who could have ever predicted that the new cool hip thing would be food trucks when back in the day it was all the poor construction guys. The roach With coach. the food truck yeah, and food, the roach coat, food
4: trucks and smoke shops have had quite
5: a <laughs> renaissance. <laughs> right yeah. in your old food truck festivals th- are so much fun. They are fun.
4: <laughs> right in your old neighborhood, every Thursday night they have a collection of like ten or twelve of them right on Lancashire. So, awesome. so here and they're very good. Like they're good quality. Delicious. Well, they
1: have now. Here it is. It's not only not only the free market competing, mm-hmm. but the free market's got wheels on it. They'll <laughs> so, come to you. Yeah, I mean, there is that time when there's the steakhouse up the street from my house, and then there's lorries that I want to go to for some prime rib, but it's a little out of range. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of do the... I guess we'll go to the place that's nearby right. that I don't like quite as much. But if Laurie's and that place both pulled up onto my lawn, <laughs> oh, oh, dear God, yeah. Laurie's would what, kick the shit out of it. What a dream.
5: Well, you know you're at a good party when you walk up to the gate and there's an In-N-Out truck. Yeah, yeah. That's happened to me a couple times. It's pretty fun.
1: Or there's a bumper sticker that's been modified on the pickup truck that says In-N-Out Urge.
5: Oh, wow. the B in the yeah. R away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. Strong.
1: Yeah. All right. So, Guy tweets me a picture. He's at the food truck, you know, jam, and uh, the announcement is uh, no vaping. Mm -hmm. But then he sends me the picture of. The gasoline powered generator that's just running <laughs> behind every one of these food trucks, just the thing with the five gallon tank and the four horsepower Briggs and Stratton motor just buzzing away mm-hmm. with, by, by the way, there is no filter, no scrubber, there, there is no a catalytic converter on those things. That's just a fucking two stroke motor or four stroke motor just right out into the sky. Um, and by the way, when they do the test on the lawn blower, the lawn blower, uh, the leaf blower puts out more than the Chevy or Ford F-250 right. pickup truck. <laughs> um, so no vaping, Yeah. but super noisy thing that shoots out carbon monoxide sitting in the back times 10, no problemo. All I'm saying is get your fucking story together
4: you're yeah, more interested in sending a message what, what than is you it well, it
5: sounds at first glance it sounds more like a it, you know devil you know versus the devil you don't because okay we're all used to motors and okay we get it but vaping the jury's still out they used to say it was all vegetable glycerin now they say there's some really toxic crap in there
1: nobody will nobody's life will be taken by vaping mm. nobody. Be, I, you got to be around long enough to hear all the fucking bullshit. Well,
4: if Gary all, falls asleep vaping, and it goes into his throat, <laughs> and he chokes on it. That
5: could happen. Like a carbon monoxide poisoning. Uh,
1: God's yes, ears.
4: So a of
5: vape.
1: <laughs> the point is this. The jury's out on everything, but the jury's never out on common sense.
4: Right. Wow. What? Wait, wait. wait.
1: Yeah, when I was talking to Gloria Allred and she was explaining that Michael Richard's career might be helped by his <laughs> 200,000 N-bombs that he dropped in public and I was explaining no and she was explaining you don't know that. Yes, I do. Mm. You know why? It's
5: common sense. I have
1: a little something called – I've been blessed with something yeah. called common sense. Jury's still out. Water vapor coming out of Gary's fucking right nostril is not going to do shit to anyone who's walking past it. And if that's going to bring you down, then we got a lot. We got much bigger fish to fry because there are Southwest flights that are flying over my mom's house in North Hollywood with Jet A just diesel just spilling out of the back and a long contrail of black right over my mom's house every 11 minutes on the fucking hour, all day, every day. And my mom lives directly underneath it. Under the flight path? Right under the flight path. If you go, you will figure out, you don't really get it until you start shooting stuff. Go start shooting stuff uh-huh. around town. You'll find out where the fucking flight paths are. You you tune it out yeah. when you live in the house. You have to. But otherwise, you're trying to record. You'll kill yourself. But yeah. if you're standing on the lawn and someone's holding a boom uh-huh. mic, you'll have stop it down every 11 minutes. They go right out of Burbank. They sort of crank to the left. They're all heading to the Bay Area or Vegas oh. or wherever they're going.
4: That'll be me in about two hours.
1: But they're... Oh well, there you go. Yeah, I'll
4: be flying over your mom's house. I'll spit some jde out the uh, out the window <laughs> out if I can. Some fucking blue ice <laughs> on her ass, would you? <laughs> I'll flush. I'll time it just about right after takeoff.
1: All right, so whatever's coming out of the back of that plane, and then there, whatever's coming out of the front of the leaf blower that the guy's blowing on next door, is going to be a lot worse than whatever Gary's coming out of Gary's mouth. So Wait, words let's or just vape? Shut, Sorry. vape. Let's shut it all down. Or everything? Fuck it. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so the people on the right are hypocrites hypocrites with the whole abortion thing, and the people on the left are hypocrites with the whole smoking thing, because you got rid of secondhand smoke. Now you want to get rid of vaping.
4: Can we come together over our hypocrisy? The left and the right? Can we come together the over The great something? equalizer. That's right.
1: It would be Unifying. nice. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's see. Ah, Brian Koppelman is on uh, line, too. Brian? Adam. Always great to speak to you.
0: Man, it's always great to speak to you. Hey, Brian, Gary, everybody, how's it going?
1: They're all doing well. Hey, hey, hey. Rounders, Ocean's 13, Walking Tall, all the greats. Uh, And uh, always talk about the uh, National Treasure movie, the uh, third installation of that, Brian. um, So, Brian, what are you working on right now in terms of, uh, I know you have a, a podcast, The Moment, with Brian Koppelman. Are you working on a
0: screenplay right now? Yeah, you know, we're, um, yeah, the podcast, which is at iTunes.com slash the moment, but, um, and as part of Slate now, people have been uh, tweeting at me, because I it used to be on Grantland, but I, I left Grantland like a month before Bill and went to Slate, and um, some of my listeners have been like, how can you stop doing the podcast? And I'm thinking, if it really mattered to you, you just do, put my name in the fucking Twitter or Google, it's right there. Can
1: I, uh, let me, let me um, purge for a moment, Brian.
4: Because you've been holding it back so long this episode. (laughs) I have people all
1: all, all the time. It's like, I grew up listening to you and Dr. Drew. I was your biggest fan. I love Loveline. I cried the day that show went off the air. I (laughs) wish... I would dunk myself in a dunk tank of rhino jizz to hear just one syllable out of you and Dr. Drew's mm-hmm. mouth simultaneously, and I go, we're doing a podcast. Multiple it, times it, a week. Twice <laughs> a week. You just Google my name, and yeah, I got kids now. Oh. <laughs> it's like, just go to your computer and just yeah, Google in Adam podcast or iTunes podcast a mm-hmm. Dr. Drew podcast. Yeah.
0: Because you know what you, God, you and I can't. And I was thinking about this listening to Brian Grazer, and I'll, I'll answer your question quickly. What I'm working on now is a show that's going to be on Showtime in 2016. It's called Billions, starring Paul Giamatti, Damian Lewis, Maggie Sift That Levine and I created, along with Andrew Ross orkin and Dave. And I are the showrunners, and um, we start shooting the series in six weeks from today, and it'll be on um, early in 2016. Oh, good. Nice. Yeah, which is great, and, you know, obviously kind of takes over your life. But when I was listening to the Brian Grazer um, episode of your show, it reminded me, I loved what you guys were saying about uh, the way in which you can, when Grazer said to you, uh, listen, Adam, even if I weren't who I was, I would have found my way to get on your show if I wanted to. And you started talking about how you would call the assistants and all that stuff. Yes, And, you know, I don't know. I think I might have, the very first time you and I talked, I might have said this, but I think it bears repeating, which is I was rejected from being on your show the first time. <laughs> and I don't know, do you know the nice. story? Because I think No, you tell, out.
1: tell me the story, but let's
0: just stop for one second. Yes,
1: Brian Grazer, it was very interesting. He just said, I would have figured out a way to get on your show. And that holds true for all of you people out there. Um, this thing of like, it may, and he said, I think, I may, it may have taken six tries, mm-hmm. but I would have figured it out yeah. and, and done it. Yes, that works. I swear to God, I think you could run the CIA, CIA if you put your mind to it and you were persistent enough. And that's the kind of guy Grazer was. But go this, ahead, this Brian. Is,
0: this, is, well, this is what happened. So this is back when Dave and I had directed uh, the Jimmy Connors documentary. And uh, we wanted to come on your show. Hold on, I'm, I'm sorry. Was, was that a 30 for 30 Yes.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yes, I saw it and I enjoyed the hell out of it.
0: Thank you. No. Yeah. You, well, thanks. I appreciate that. But but the what happened? Is, so we we do it right. And ESPN says to us, um, "Hey, where do you guys want to go to promote this thing? What do you think makes sense?" And we said, "We got to be on Corolla's show. We've been listening to Corolla since we were kids. We really want to be on the show. You know, since we were young, whatever, in our twenties. And you're on Love Line. We really want to be on the show." and the ESPN people write us back and they say sorry guys uh, Corolla's producers rejected you they said uh, they would only have Jimmy Connors on they don't really know uh, so let's move on and do you know some lame ass shit
6: producers and I <laughs> right.
0: got the email right. and I looked at it and I was like Really, that's where you guys are leaving it. You professionals, you professional uh, publicity people, are just going to leave it at a rejection. And I was like, can you just give me the producer's name? Uh, is it Gary? Is it Locks of out? Like, who is it? So they gave me the email, and then I wrote an email, and I said. here's why I think I'd be a really good guest for the show, and Adam would have fun talking to me. These are ten reasons that I think it would be fun. Here's what I would talk about. I'll fly out there whenever you want me. And immediately, of course, you guys wrote back and said, great, we'd love to have you. Here are some dates. How do we do it? And then that started me, you know, now when I talk to those guys, they're like, when do you want to come on? We'd love to have you. That started with not a soft no, like a hard pass just (laughs) shoved in my face like um. You're not worthy of talking to Adam.
1: Yeah. I'll, and Brian, let me t- jump in and say this. It, it drives me nuts when the people, the publicists or whatever, are s- supposed to do their job, mm-hmm. but they're supposed to be a little more effective than you are. Oh, they're all
4: about box <laughs> yeah, checking. Course. Check the box.
1: And we asked. I, I remember like, we had a publicist, and when we did all the whole crowdfunding thing for Road Hard. You know, we raised like 1.5 million dollars, and this there were EW was doing stories on this stuff, and we're like, "Hey, this is a great story." How we just kind of we're not Spike Lee or Zach Braff. We just did this on our own, and we talked to our publicists. You're
4: not Veronica Mars. <laughs>
1: we talked to our publicists, <laughs> and they're like, "Yeah, I blew a call in EW, and they said no." And I'm like, "We can do that." Yeah. Right. We, my daughter can blow a call into EW and they can pass. That's not what we're paying yes, you for. Sure. We're yes. paying you to fucking use some connections, go deeper in your Rolodex, mm-hmm. and figure it the fuck out. They, well, everybody the, can figure out a pass.
0: hundred percent, man. And that's the thing. It's like there are bar- Of course there are barriers to entry because everybody wants to get an EW for their show or get to go on your show to talk. or But... When they, you can just, I can imagine, I could write the email that they must have written to try to get us on the show. Some guys who directed a 30 for 30 want to come on. I would reject those fucking guys, no, too. You know what it
1: had? Uh, hey, uh, these dudes who did a 30 for 29.
3: 30 at 30?
1: Want to come on your show. Or not? Yeah. You, yeah. They'll probably leave it. I always used to drive me nuts, and like my assistant would call a place at the refrigerator yeah. place. Do you guys deliver or no?
0: Yeah. I always go. Don't say or no. Don't give them that Just option. We need
4: we need this, we deliver need this delivered.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah if you're, it is it is true. People think. Uh, I think sometimes, said when you walk through how you become friendly with. Um, The, uh, assistants or those people, and I know I can picture somebody listening, cause you know, I'll make speeches sometimes or talk, uh, at a film festival, and I'll talk about, look, you have to do this in order, you know, everyone asks, I'll start off by saying, I know the first question you're gonna ask me is how to get an agent. So let me just say in advance, Everyone gets an agent in a different way. What you have to do is a bunch of great work. And then the agent, and you really want to have the leverage to choose an agent. And if you do all this great work, they'll come and find you. And you know that you finish the speech, the hands go up. The first question is, yeah, yeah, but how do I get an agent? <laughs> right. Well, Brian, he, here's,
1: here's what we're dealing with. Here's what Brian Koppelman is dealing with. The moment with Brian Koppelman, by the way. Uh, new episodes every week on iTunes. Um, here's what we're dealing with in this town And, by the way, at every turn in this town, there's a shitload of people. I mean, it's like every single personal trainer wants to be an action star. Every fucking chick who works, uh, you know, carrying trays of drinks or works at a nail salon or beauty salon wants to be an actress. Everyone wants to be a producer. Everyone's got an idea for a reality show. So... We live in a town, and when I say this town, your town, New York as well, that is chock-a-block filled with fuck sticks, with horrible <laughs> ideas, and zero talent. Right? Right. Yeah. Now... They, you cannot physically tell the difference between Brian Koppelman, Adam Carolla, and every other fuckstick with a stupid idea, who is in all the all. In sports, you look at LeBron James and you go, "All right, I'm going to take him over Brian Koppelman, and I'm going to just, <laughs> you know what? I'm just
5: going to play a hunch." Clearly, okay. clearly not a fuckstick.
1: Yes, I'll take him, and and maybe he'll stink, but at least I can use, I can Head visually size the this up. monster. <laughs> When you go to do open mics on a Sunday night and you go down to the improv on Melrose, there are 55 people in line. 52 of them suck. They don't look any different than the one guy or the two girls who are actually funny. If anything, they look more
4: the part. You know what I mean? They they know how to fake it.
1: They're wearing the hat. They're dressed like the Zima guy from the 90s.
4: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They're they're dressing in costume. Costume a successful guy.
1: Right. So what Brian. Has to do is cut through mm-hmm. all of this fog to get to people who will trust him because you're guilty until proven innocent yep. in this town. It's not the other way around. Until proven talented, yeah. If, if Brian Grazer read every, every <laughs> yeah, if Brian Grazer read every fucking script that was sent to him, he'd never see the sun mm-hmm.
0: and he'd never no, get the next project done. Way. Yes. You have to find a way to make a connection without seeming like a crazy person. And it's, it's not easy to do, but it is totally doable. And when I, I, I can picture being in, in the audience and, and listening and thinking like, well, these guys have gotten there and it was easier when they It was Like, it's always been hard. But if you're the real deal and you're willing to just keep going at that brick wall. Like, you will find your way to the other side of it. And I, I could I could hear when Grazer said that, people are like, well, but of course you're Brian Grazer, that's when you, you got on there. And I was able to, just being in the audience, go, I was there, I was right there, I was actually told no, and now I've been on your show five times. It's like, that's the, uh, it, oh, including... The time on, on Doctor Drew when uh, you thought there was a stranger who had intruded on your studio, <laughs> which is one of my favorite podcast experiences.
1: Ever. I, I was not coached up uh, correctly. Well, it was I do one now. of the great
0: so, so, uh, times because I'm sure you you know because of what ended up happening with Drew on that episode. I'm sure you know, like that episode blew up and we got all this feedback. I mean, people were tweeting at Drew and me for day, for days and days.
1: I don't know anything. I really don't. After that, I, no, I a, but I don't I don't know, you know, people tell me stuff I said or episodes I did or whatever it is. I I I, I have a blank spot in my brain for everything. I only remember
0: because I had done the thing that you talk about, which is I had become friendly with Loxamana and oh. the, uh, because, you know, he'd asked me to be in this documentary you guys did, and I said, hey, I'm in L.A., I'd love to come on the show. And he's like, well, we're only doing an Adam and Drew show. Come do that. And then I think forgot to tell you... Uh, and yeah. well, I'm sitting there when you walked into the studio. Yeah, and, uh, It was fun watching you try to figure it out for the first 15
1: minutes. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Now, now, I, now I recall. Well, True does a lot. True's <laughs> a fucking idiot half the time. I mean,
4: anyway. Adam, you're a weird combination of a macro-manager and a micro-manager. You're obsessed with uh, coffee cups that have little bits of uh, coffee in them, but yet mm-hmm. you don't care who's on the show or when. You just show up and do
1: it. Hence, Brian Koppelman. <laughs> the podcast, the moment with Brian Koppelman, and then what should we look for uh, oh, any 30-30s yeah. so, yeah, or but HBOs but, or Showtime.
0: Showtime in 2016. I mean, you'll see it, it uh, everywhere. So it's starring Paul Giamatti, Damian Lewis from Homeland, uh, Maggie Siff from Sons of Anarchy, and Malin Ackerman. Sure. And uh, it starts uh, in 2016. They haven't announced the date yet, but it'll be on, you know, I'm sure, uh, in exactly when you want it to be on uh, uh, Showtime. And so, yeah, look for that in 2016. And Adam, man, I can't wait to have you on my show. Uh, the next time you're in New York, please come on the podcast. The moment and, with
1: Brian uh, Koppelman. I shall. I'll be happy to do it. Thank you, my brother. Great. Good talking
0: to you. See you cool guy.
1: Yeah, interesting guy. Written a lot of... Again, you got to be smart to write the movie Rounders.
4: Absolutely. Yes.
1: That's one of those got to be smart movies. Absolutely. Uh, Good movie. And it's one of those movies that... I don't want to say... No, I'll say... Falls between the cracks a little. It doesn't pop up on cable that much, oh, considering on the, on the pay channel. I always say yeah. when I it's say cable all the time. When I say cable, I always mean what the I premium. do is I get down to the fives, five hundreds, mm-hmm. and I go down to about five fifty and I see what's yeah. what's up. We want to
4: see what, unedited, you no know, commercials, cursing mm, or whatever. Right,
1: that's that's what I'm looking for. And I don't get when I see Joe Dirt for the fifty fifth time that week, but I won't see Rounders, and I keep waiting. And somebody's going to give me an explanation,
4: like, oh, right, like David the Spade to, pays
1: them yeah, to yeah, play yeah. Do, Joe Dirt, but rounders cost them right, a nickel right, right, right. or something, because other than that, I can't figure out why you wouldn't play a good movie versus a shit movie. But on the other hand, if you listen to the radio, you hear a lot of shit music versus good music. So maybe it's the same
4: thing. Speaking of Joe Dirt, and as it pertains to Rounders, Rounders is a movie I would love to see a sequel for. Yes. What happened to Worm? He disappeared at the end. I want to know what happened to him. I want to see him today. I want to see a sequel to that movie. Speaking I to to s- of Joe Dirt, well, Joe Dirt has a sequel. Got it. Endless. Okay, sorry, I'm thinking these crappy movies that have endless sequels. Gotcha.
1: Yeah, I learned to tune out, Gina. Oh. Ah, speaking of things you would like, see Castrol, Motor Oil intelligent molecules 75 percent of engine wear occurs when warm-up and that warm-up goes on for like 20 minutes not that move i do before i go jogging where i shake one hand out and mm-hmm. i do a half turn with my neck <laughs> right and i go all right i'm loose here we go here we go
4: I'm <laughs> I'm like, off to the race like did anything
1: <laughs> i did the knuckle crack
4: because yeah, you use your knuckles and your wrists so much when you jog <laughs> stretching sucks yeah, it does but-
3: That clip from June of 2015, Brian Koppelman, if you hear this, please, please, please make a Rounders 2. I know you've heard it before, but I am I love I love
2: it. Knockaround, guys, the movie nobody mentions, because it got uh, shelved, there was like a whole thing with it where it didn't fully get the proper release. Right. It's a great follow-up to Rounders. I was obsessed with Rounders and that DVD circa 98 when it finally came out after the theatrical run, and uh, it's so weird that he ended up being a Corolla regular uh, yeah. my other obsession. Exactly
3: It's uh, it's a great magnet All right, let's get going with our next clip This is also from 2015 But we're going to go back about a month and a half to April And this is going to be Featured David Wilde and Gilbert Gottfried
2: This one's Adam Carolla Show 1564, Gilbert Gottfried making his fourth appearance on the show, but his first appearance in studio. Everything else was a live show or a phoner, so you never got conversational Gilbert uh, face-to-face until now. David Wilde, also in this episode, he just sticks around for most of the interview, if not all of it. Uh, Gina Grad and Brian Bishop, really good stuff. If you love Gilbert Gottfried, if you love Adam Carolla, this is the uh, clip for you. Check it out.
1: We got a quick phone call up here. We got a couple. Matt, thirty-seven, San Vicentia, California.
0: It's Venicia, but that's okay.
1: Oh, Venicia. Oh, I should have known that. Yeah, San Venicia. Gina. You know where San yeah, Venicia is? I know
4: where Venicia is, but I don't know. I've San never heard of, of San Venicia.
1: It's right next to Vallejo. Oh, that on the way to Napa. Oh, all right. What's sure, going yeah. on? Sure. Hey, um, big fan. I watched uh, Road Hard on a flight home from Hawaii. Loved it. Thank you. Uh, man- I'm a drinker. And Thank you. And it caused me to go over to your IMDB page, Adam, and it says that you're an excellent cook. Mm-mm. And
0: I had never heard you talk about cooking before
6: mm-hmm.
0: and wanted to see what your favorite thing to cook is.
4: The Blue Apron guys did that. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, is that
1: true? No, I've... Oh, my God, it's exciting. My wife <laughs> taught the nanny how to make chicken paprikash. Ooh. And that's uh, my greatest culinary achievement. So Olga makes the chicken paprikash what, what Grandpa used quick to grandfather, make. Grandfather, right? Oh, it's a yeah. Hungarian. Yeah. yeah, I do not cook very well. Um, I know it's a passion of a lot of. Do you grill? Do you
4: barbecue? Do you like the manly stuff?
1: You know, my—I'll tell you my feeling. I know I'm going to uh, dry rub a lot of people the wrong way
2: here. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, okay, uh, one. Are you kidding me? You <laughs> grilled it. You grilled
1: it, Ace. <laughs> one, especially a male, mm. should not be spending that much time in the kitchen. I just believe okay. I have bigger fish to fry. <laughs> 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 <It's> good, <stop>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I honestly, like, I understand for some people it's relaxing, for some people it's a passion, yeah. and I'm all for the grilling. And, like, you know, Jimmy has a pizza oven. Great. Yeah. But what I'm saying is. The guy who's doing cooking as a real passion outside of you know, let's say, well, I'm an attorney during the day, but I'm a super crazy foodie. I just feel like, for me, everyone else does a better job than I do. There's nothing really that I bring to the table.
4: <laughs> shit. Oh, <laughs> <Big> thank <shit>. a
1: tongue. <sighs> no, I, I, I. There's so many people that are so much more skilled at this than I am. And there's so many great restaurants. And, you know, I can go to Phil Rosenthal's house and have some great moza pizza on a, on a Sunday. And I just feel like it's hours in there. And I know I'm kind of feeling the same way about like the home brewing. Like I appreciate it. I respect it. But there's so much good beer out there. True. And and I'm I'm not, I'm not, this is, look, if you want to do the weekend thing where you got your special sauce and you're getting out the barbecue and you've Mm. invited everyone over for the big fight or the big game or whatever it is, knock your shit out. But for me, just spending tons of time in the kitchen, I just feel like there's a doc to be made, a book to be written, there's Mm. something else for me to do.
4: True. But in terms of hobbies that, Maybe not make you money, but feed you and like improve your way of life. Like it's a, it's a hobby that you can not actually benefit good. from. It's
1: yeah, no, there, I'm. Actually. I definitely. I can make some. Uh, you know, I can make myself a Denver omelet in a pinch. I'm just saying. I guess with me, I'm sort of tang. You know what it is. I'm so nuts and bolts. I'm so tangibly. Oriented. Mm-hmm. It's what I love about building. It's what I love about cars and car restoration and that because they're physical and tangible. And the food, you make it, and it's amazing, and then you shit it out the yeah. next morning and it's gone. It's, yep. a, it's a good memory. Bad business. But it's gone. I, yes, I want something to bequeath to my <laughs> kids other than a crock pot or sh- <laughs> a chafing dish or something. I, I feel like... I love the idea. It's why I started trying to focus on like making a documentary. Less than less than oh, he's doing his two hundredth podcast mm-hmm. because I feel like here's something you can leave behind. Here's right. something tangible.
5: I got you. Can I right. tell you that after my uh, boyfriend worked all day, um, I came over and he made crowned rack of lamb. Wow, panko feta yeah. crust. This is wow. a man,
4: right? A man. Yes, yeah, a manly man. Does your opinion change, man versus woman? Because obviously, you know, I couldn't ba- do that.
5: Yeah, I wouldn't yeah, know yeah. how to do that.
4: Like Christy's a big foodie, and I would never, you know, ask her to stop making wonderful food.
1: <laughs> no, it's it's something she's passionate about, but she's not.
4: If I don't, it's I not don't. At the expense of making a documentary. Yeah, right. I think uh, I
1: would. I would say put away the spatula and you know pick up the camera if that's if it's a choice but if you don't have no aspirations to do this sure. do that or at some point combine the two ah. do a cooking show okay. or documentary mm-hmm. yeah. on uh the muffin tray
4: that'd be the next <laughs> Nadia's <naughtiest> bitch in kitchen <laughs> that's right
1: <laughs> all right so uh Matt no people as far as IMDb goes people just put stuff on there I can't
0: BB? believe there's something inaccurate on the internet about yeah. you.
1: Yeah, and then it also had on there that I had Crohn's disease at some oh, God. point. That and was Wikipedia. No, what, what happens is, is people say to you, I think. Do you like cooking? Can you cook? I've been cooking my whole life because I've been a bachelor and my mom's fucking lazy, so <laughs> I had to cook early on, and then when I got out, I had to cook for my. Yes, I, I can cook just fine, but it's not something I'm passionate about.
5: Who said you had Crohn's disease? Doctor. You, oh never God, you, you
1: never know. You never. Yeah, you never. You never know who well, said the,
0: the, wow. One of the reasons I asked Adam is because I'm being asked to do more cooking because I have uh, my wife and I have our first baby on the way any day now actually, and mm-hmm.
1: I thought I might take a page out of your cookbook.
5: <laughs> blue Apron. You know? Yeah, Blue Apron.
1: <laughs>
4: yeah, that's the way to go, man. If you don't have the you know the base of knowledge, Blue Apron, but look, walk you through. All
1: I had <laughs> when I was growing up, it was shitty you know, Swanson's TV dinner or nothing. Mm-hmm. Everybody makes a gourmet frozen something. Wolfgang Puck makes oh, stuff yeah. that comes in a can. Now, I mean, the frozen section and the can section and the ready-to-eat section at the supermarket is three-quarters of the supermarket now. So now you can have a Wolfgang Puck pizza mm-hmm. at home versus I had yeah. what would be French bread with some ragu on mm-hmm. it or something something horrible. Whoever invented that fucking French bread pizza yeah. should be beheaded. Stouffer's are, cut of the pizzas shit out of your mouth. Way. It's fucking horrible. Everything there was the only it was basically like eating in the military if you were going to go frozen. Your MREs. Yeah. Yes, that was all we had. All right, is uh, Gilbert ready to come in? We'll bring uh, we'll bring Gilbert in. Uh, David, wow, what do you got? Just saying hi. Oh no, no, yeah, just saying hi. All uh, well, right, I can. I no, you're not going anywhere. Say hi. say hi to Gilbert Godfrey. I'm a fan of Gilbert Godfrey. Well, good. He's walking in. Hi. He's walking toward me. <laughs> good to see you, Gilbert. Hi. Gilbert, this both Gilbert why don't you have a seat right there? Oh, okay. Right I was
7: there. Do I have to stand here the whole time?
1: <laughs> no, we will, we will seat you.
7: Oh, what a crowd.
1: Gilbert, by the way, has a podcast Gilbert Godfrey's Amazing Colossal Podcast, available on iTunes. It's
7: all- network.tv and you can support it on patreon.com slash Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> and it's got a Facebook uh, account uh, by the title, uh, Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal Podcast, and my Twitter account is at
1: Real Gilbert. I want to say this. Let me let me give you <laughs> this Leave observation. Yes. very organic. I feel like Ray Lewis is now doing his impersonation of Ray Lewis. Yeah, and Gilbert is doing his best Gilbert now.
4: He's nailing yeah. his. You've become yeah. more I Gilbert think he was Godfrey a I, I, over
1: the I years.
7: Mean, yeah, I, it, I've been working on it. <laughs> I'm kind of like a a rich little version of Gilbert <laughs> yeah.
1: Godfrey. Yeah, you're like if uh, Dana Carvey did Gilbert Godfrey, <laughs> yeah. and then you started
7: like if if Rich Little or Frank Ocean, said, right. And imagine if it was Gilbert Gottfried, it might go a little something
1: <laughs> like,
6: like this. this. Remind <laughs> me of Gilbert Gottfried.
1: I uh, was that Elliot <laughs> that was Gould. Oh. People, that was his lightest you moment. Should, you should what, know
7: what? Wait, wait, who he was talking about me? Yes, ah. yes.
1: Hold on, let's interview Elliot, and let me just tell let me tell you this before I interview Elliot. Whenever somebody goes into an Adam Carolla impersonation, it sounds more like Gilbert Godfrey. Oh, yeah! They do Gilbert Godfrey. All right, Always, now, Elliot. Yes, yeah. Elliot, yes. are you a fan of Gilbert Godfrey?
6: Who gives a shit?
1: Oh well, now he's right. He's right here. He's right here, Elliot. Correct. Yeah, well, yes, I know he's here. Now, you brought him up, and I'm just curious if you're a fan.
6: No, I don't think it is.
1: No, he is here. <laughs> I don't care. Oh, okay. Well, you know what? Now you're being rude. Because I don't care. Well, then I'm going to end this conversation if you're just going to keep going down that negative road. No. No? We, I can't end my own conversation? Yes. Yes, I can? No. Hold on. Yes. Yes or no? Yes what i want to end this conversation no
7: <laughs> elliot well, have you ever had a gay affair
1: always <laughs> 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 we just did we just did we just did oh who is you- that with trapper john or spear chucker <laughs> or whatever. yes yes i think do- you'll love it
7: do you like anal sex
1: We need to start a magic Elliot ball. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, I wonder if I should look for a new job and just turn it over. Not a good day. Who gives a shit? Yeah, there you go. Like, you'd shake up this thing. It would look like Elliot's head. And in it, where his mouth was would be the answer, be blue liquid inside of it.
7: And then you would have to turn it a few times because sometimes it gets stuck in the corner mm-hmm.
1: and right. doesn't. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> and you could ask it anything you wanted.
6: Remind um, me of Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs>
1: <laughs> High praise. Have we more? ever
7: had we yeah, ever I'm, had sex
1: together? Correct.
7: Yeah, see? Oh, they have. Okay. I'm flattered he remembers.
6: (laughs) Fine, thank you.
1: Gilbert, do you still get the thing where somebody knows who you are and you go, that person knows who I am? Always. (laughs) Always? (laughs) (laughs) Hold on, who (laughs)
6: answered?
7: No, he's talking to me, Elliot.
6: (laughs) Correct. Oh.
7: Yeah, I, what, you mean like a celebrity or something? Yeah. Yes, I'm I'm totally shocked by that. Like, like I, I went to that Saturday Night Live fortieth party, right? And it, you know, everywhere you looked, there was somebody, some big right. celebrity. And when they, when they said, "Oh, I'm a fan of yours," and I go, "How would you even know who I am?"
1: <laughs> yeah good low self esteem i yeah, like that yeah
4: well what Gilbert you must get what do you get the most when people come up to you like oh i loved blank because your career's been so long they must know you from so many different things
1: ah uh,
7: problem child i was talking to someone today yeah, and said wow. who's
4: on the show and i said gilbert Gottfried. and said oh from problem child i said wow, I, I don't that's not the first thing that yeah. comes to mind but there to you me go.
1: gilbert is just ubiquitous he's just <laughs> it, he 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 transcends <laughs> oh, yeah. a role he's Absolutely. just there not that you want him there but he's there <laughs> 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 He's just there. He's like mold. It's just older than you and Always there. Always creeping. Always, yeah. creeping. Always
7: just, creeping. Just herpes. Yep. Yeah. Always
1: just, just been there. Yeah. Yes.
7: Can't yeah.
6: get rid
1: of it. Yes. Yeah.
8: His podcast has become my second favorite after this one, of course, podcast in the last month or so. I've listened to every one. I've burned through it all. I'm actually doing an imitation of Frank Santo Padre. his co-host by saying yeah. nothing of note or humor but uh, <laughs> uh, but his show they literally have guests who i there there's always this thing of like they're alive that's always the first surprise yeah. it's like and then they're still able to have a conversation which has been true all but one of them i think they were oh she- yeah i guess shecky walked off uh, uh
7: yeah yeah shecky <laughs> uh, that's because i was doing something at some friar's event and shecky got very outraged shecky green
4: uh yeah,
1: it's like Madonna. You don't have to say the last well, name. Shecky
4: Maldonado. Yeah. <laughs> I, no, I didn't. You know,
7: Madonna. I
1: just, I, Shecky Green's got to be ninety-one years old, right? Yeah. So most most of of Gilbert's guests are yeah, ninety I, to ninety-three.
7: I had on Lee Merriweather and wow. Julie Newmar, who were both cat women.
1: Yes you uh, Barbara Felden. Uh, Barbara Feldman And now Marlo. they're women who own 20 cats.
6: Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so they're st- streak alive. Well, I want to know so Gilbert, how old Shecky.
7: Amazing Colossal Podcast.
1: Yeah. I want to know how old Shecky Green is. I have I, to be uh, uh, Elliot, honest. I, I don't know who oh, the fuck he is. You don't know Shecky <laughs> Green? No. Well, Elliot, Hold please. on. Hold on. Elliot, you've been around this town long enough. Maybe you're not a stand-up, but you need... Please. No. No? Yes or no? No. Yes. Okay. Wait a minute. Shecky Green. You know the name Shecky Green. I don't care. Okay, but you know the name.
6: Who gives a shit? Well,
1: I'm asking how old he is. I'm trying to figure it out.
6: You want to talk some more?
7: Hey, Elliot, what's the guy's name on first base?
1: (laughs) Do you know something that I don't know? <laughs> <laughs> How old is Shecky Green, Gary? I guesstimate 91. I'm pretty
8: sure he's not Gilbert's oldest guest yet. I, I'm pretty no. sure. You had Joe Franklin.
1: Joe you, Franklin. Uh, Larry Storch. Larry Storch. F- Larry Storch. Funny Storch. as hell
6: still. Oh, yes. Amazing. And
7: Ken Berry
1: 89. from f 89. All right, I was Oh, you had Kenberry. You I had all the guys from F. Af- Anyone from the Haikawi tribe? <laughs> 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 all Jews playing Indians, tried, by, by the way. way. See,
7: that's what, what drives me nuts is. Had I been around like a few years earlier in the business, I could have been an Indian chief, fun right. of troop. Yeah. It was all these old Jew Bosch Belt comics,
1: right? <laughs> they, the Haikawi tribe, the one they fought against, was a bunch of old Jews. I, what would it sound like if Gilbert Godfrey was a uh, head of the head of an Indian tribe, yeah. and he came across Elliot Gould
6: <laughs> at a
1: distant outpost? How? <laughs> No, I don't think it
7: is. (laughs) You want to drink some crazy water? No. (laughs) That would have been our best episode.
1: (laughs) F-Troop was a funny sitcom back Mm. in the day.
7: And And now they would never... First of all, they wouldn't allow non-Native Americans playing Native Americans.
1: Right. No, they would never let that happen. Mm. No, they used to just take... Guys, any guy, and just Swart put the a little. Italians. Swar the yeah. Italians, Jewish guys, and they just sort of paint them up. Yeah, you know, playing <laughs> Indians. But I'm guessing they didn't have a lot of Indians in SAG no. back then. <laughs>
4: <laughs> they're after guys.
1: Hmm. All right. Uh, so. Uh, oh, and, and oh yes.
7: And it hasn't aired yet, but I I found the kid who was in starred in Problem Child and interviewed him.
1: Oh really? Wow. Yeah. So you guys from back in the day worked together? Yes. I, and um the the how do you? Uh, by the way, like Larry Storch, like are, what is his feeling? He's the guy. He was an F troop. He was a comedic actor. There's, these guys all sort of made the Love Boat rounds and stuff oh, like that. Yeah, but yeah. Are these guys bitter? Are they disappointed? Do they feel like they got typecast and now they can't, they couldn't get out of the Agarn role or whatever <laughs> whoever he played back then. So far,
7: I haven't found any of them really bitter, which disappoints me because I really and and one guy who I had on this show who I I was waiting for to be just a bitter old drunk and wasn't was Butch Patrick, who oh, played right. Eddie hey, Munster.
1: Right, from the Munsters, yeah. He, he
7: was totally happy about... He, he has a sense of humor about himself, was, like, really open, joking about all the drugs he's taken over the years. What's
1: uh, What's Butch up to? And by the way, next week's episode, the first drummer from the Partridge family. <laughs> And, who exploded. <laughs> and we had Danny Bonaduce on. And uh, Billy Mummy. Yes, A great Billy episode Mummy. with Billy Mummy. That was a great
8: It one. is. It's like the love boat with no love, the, no yeah, sex, no the, no attraction at all. The thing that
1: was crazy about the Partridge family is when Dick Sargent m- made way for Dick York or the other way around yes. in Bewitched, they got a guy that sort of resembled the other guy, at least in description. Yeah. In the Partridge family, when they got rid of the young Sephardic Jew who was playing <laughs> the drum kit in season one, they replaced him with Dolph Lundgren as eight, and an eight-year-old Dolph Lundgren. Like, they didn't even try. They just went, let's get a super blonde, airy, and cute kid and put him behind that drum kit. They're not even close. Like, what... Gary, you can find me two pictures. One is the original picture, and second is the kid who replaced him. And... It's never there was never anything about well, you know, uh, <clears throat> after Stuart. Died on that moped accident. Oh, His cousin. He had to be reconstructed. You know, it, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't anything. There's no. The six million dollar man gave you a little heads up on why this guy could lift a Brink's truck well, with it, one arm.
7: It's it's like when the Dukes of Hazard went out on strike. Yeah. Uh, they got these other guys who
1: they said were, I think, their cousins. Their cousins. Uh, yes. Right, but m- imagine if one was black and the other was <laughs> yes. the other was Puerto Rican, and they just said nothing. I just called him Bo and Lou. <laughs> It'd be super confusing, right? I, I'm sure that Gene
8: is going to get to this, but you know there's been a death in the Partridge family to, uh, just today. Really? Suzanne Crowe, is that how it's pronounced? Tracy from the Partridge Family, oh. passed away today. The greatest tambourine player in rock history. Oh. By I, by I my, should
7: have had her on the podcast. <laughs> God
1: said, Damn it. You still, you still might. I think <laughs> Frankie Avalon. Yeah, <laughs> Frankie Avalon. I think he passed a few years ago. <laughs> August Egan Booker. He just texted me. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. He just texted you and said, "Great." She couldn't be that old. She could have been fifty-four, that old. three.
8: I saw 54. on Twitter. Yeah, mm. like
7: uh, and, and Twitter doesn't
8: lie. Danny
7: Bonaducci confirmed something for me on the podcast that I had heard that David Cassidy, when he was at his height, would leave his house, and he had a fence around it, and there would be girls mobbing the place, mm-hmm. and he would just unzip his pants and stick his dick through the fence.
1: Really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wow,
7: the and the girls I've would be on it heard. like ravenous dogs. Yeah. Wow, yeah.
1: I like that. I'll, yeah. I will uh, sometimes do that on a schoolyard, but yeah. I've never tried it in, <laughs> in my own home. And and you usually slip candy through the fence. Well, <laughs> well I find a marathon bar wraps quite nicely
4: yeah. Yeah. Up around one's front. You put a nickel in the little. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, right is the there. that where Danny
8: and learned just, his touch of class that he has? <laughs> <laughs> do, do you know? Do you Gilbert, do you know that? They were. Danny was a partner on radio. I did radio. With, uh, Adam Carolla. Mm-hmm. Really happy relationship too. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. We need
1: a color picture, but if you can. But. Uh, <laughs> 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 Damn. Uh, yeah. Yeah. My. Uh, when I told my agent uh, James Babydoll Dixon, I said, "I don't think I can work with this guy anymore." <laughs> and he said, "He said, baby, you know James.
7: Oh yeah. He said, hey, baby, hey.
1: baby, baby, ignore him." Ignore him. Just ignore him. I said, ignore him. We do four hours of morning radio every day together. He just said, just ignore him. Do your show, and you know, just just. And I said, the guy's smoking. He's doing chin ups. He's smell- with no he's wearing true religion jeans and no shirt. He smells of nicotine and ax. and he's doing chin ups in the doorway that goes into the studio. You have to. You have to yank on his dick once to gain entrance. That's, that's, turn his balls like a knob so I can walk in the studio. He's like, ignore him. And I remember saying to Baby Doll, he said, just ignore him. I said, Baby Doll, what if I just let a macaw loose in your house? And I said, just move on. Just get on with your life. And, you know, sometimes you may slide the shower curtain open and there's no macaw there, but yeah. other times you might. There's a bird flapping its wings. Oh, like you in the, what's that movie? Oh, yes, movie. Aladdin. Yes, Aladdin.
7: I, I remember with that guy, Dixon, mm-hmm. I would call him up, and he'd go, oh, I'm on another call. Hey, <laughs> hold on, Gilbert. Let me get rid of this asshole. <laughs> and I was thinking, oh, yeah, like he's not saying that to the other guy about me. No, no, right? Just like yeah.
6: the movie. <laughs>
1: yeah, just like the movie. Well, there's the two Chris's, uh, by the way.
7: Oh, jeez. One ri- of them looks the floor <laughs> They got rid of the kid <laughs> on the left, and, left, and they
1: just went, let's go with the super Aryan blonde yeah. and not say anything <laughs> about it ever again. <laughs>
4: Lost wow. to history
1: maybe they I, i'm I'm sure that was used many in many a casting office and many. <laughs> It, 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 in many an agent's office too, where some but some star went in on season two and a half and went, listen, I want to renegotiate. And they went, you see, Partridge Family, yeah, it's a big hit, yeah. Remember the old drummer, yeah, oh yeah, they asked his ass. <laughs> they replaced him with an Aryan youth, and no one said shit. You don't yeah. think we could toss your it's ass exactly, off the show?
8: That's exactly what happened with
1: Pete Best and Ringo. Right. You don't think, there's, you don't think there's a hot blonde somewhere in this town that we could replace your fucking hook nose <laughs> ass with to fuck back to work? They must have just done it to send a message yeah, to everyone yeah. in Hollywood that anyone could be replaced the at any time. The cast getting too comfortable. Zero <laughs> explanation.
7: It's just like they got rid of the daughter on Roseanne. Yeah. yeah. At least she was a blonde, though. Yeah. They replaced her with.
1: Yeah, they didn't... They, that season one was the one kid, and then season two started with zero explanation. explanation. Yep. It wasn't right. like wow, after the fire at the Gymboree, <laughs> most of us were lucky to have survived.
7: Oh, and then there was on Happy Days. He had a brother, Chuck, who went upstairs and never came upstairs. down. Yes, yes, and no one questioned it. Mm-mm. You know, he stepped into another dimension. That's yeah. it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Always replaceable. Having seen
8: Gilbert in Problem Child two, I wish they had done that to him after Problem Child one. <laughs>
1: All right, what do we got? Ah, LifeLock Ultimate Plus. Love me some LifeLock. These guys are life savers, man. Your business, it's all out on the cloud. It's all out there. You need LifeLock Ultimate. Gina, what's going on? Well, out a there?
5: university accidentally made the social security numbers of over 364,000 people openly accessible online for months
1: yep that can happen to you, and those are smart people screwing up. Imagine when the dumb people come around lifelock ultimate plus well, no one can monitor trans transactions at every business lifelock ultimate plus is comprehensive protection it is lifelock ultimate plus i have it for my family i have it for myself i have it for my kids i have it for everyone
0: lifelock dawson visit lifelock.com now and enter promo code adam to save 10 percent on your lifelock ultimate plus membership that's promo code adam at lifelock.com to get a special 10 percent discount lifelock.com
1: so gilbert uh two things what was the snl reunion like for you Who'd you run into? What was that like?
7: Oh, God. that was it. Was like like an Al Hirschfeld drawing.
1: Don't I mean, know who that, that
8: is. Oh, no.
7: that's that that. That's what it,
8: everyone was saying. Yes. Don't mention New York Times. That's he'll, not going to help. First drummer from the Partridge Family. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
7: no, he he played. Um, he was the husband on Bewitched.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the third one. It What's was
7: Doctor Bombay.
1: Yes. <clears throat> oh my
7: God. Yes, yeah. Doctor Bombay. Loved him. And um, it was, oh, well, at one point, uh, uh, Miley Cyrus was there. Mm -hmm. And I had done an episode of uh, Hannah Montana. So I went over and said hello. And she said to me, she was right by the bar, she said, you want to do a tequila shot? Wow. Yeah. And, And I thought, it sounds great. Right. Doing tequila shots with Miley Cyrus, but I know I just like after one I'd start vomiting and
1: yeah, you're yeah. lightweight.
7: Yeah, yeah, and it would be just pathetic.
1: But I would have done it just to say I did a tequila shot with Miley Cyrus, oh, right? Yeah. Plus, because it was yeah. probably free, and that oh, would be yes, with you. Yes. That would be a very big <laughs> free draw. food is one of the Gilberts' greatest attraction yeah
7: we we've got a sandwich made out of rat poison free <laughs> okay how
4: about gilbert possibly robbing the world of a gilbert godfrey miley Cyrus love child yes oh. i mean it's it, several that, steps removed but it starts with tequila shots that would be good that would great. be awesome
1: yeah. oh, the uh, teeth. matt simmons or Simons, so will figure this <laughs> out oh i think it's simmons i got one m here but two on the screen so i'm going to go with uh, simmons um he is uh nepal just had a big old earthquake and he's a fan who's out there Mm. hey matt he's a fan of earthquakes uh and (laughs) this podcast matt Uh uh-oh can you can you hear me
7: i think the building collapsed (laughs) after After shock this is this is so sad Oh, I he's wanted
1: Skyping. him on my podcast. When do we start our class action lawsuit against Skype?
8: Gilbert commenting on tragedy has not gone well before, <laughs> no. so perhaps
1: Gilbert, I would
8: withdraw your comments at this point. It's cost you before.
1: There's uh, there's no cell service where he is, but uh, so we'll try to get him. We'll try to get Skype worked out. The Skype has never ever worked, but uh, yeah. Hey, uh, Matt, is that working? Can you hear me? I can hear you. This Matt, is, shake oh, the oh, rubble on. if you
0: can hear us. <laughs> this is. This is <laughs> yeah, uh, well, now you can
1: I can do. hear. So you're calling from, from Nepal? Yes.
0: Yes, Adam, you can hear me now.
1: Now we got you. 7.8 magnitude quake. That is a huge quake. <laughs> Occurred about uh, midnight on the 25th. And so. I'm just on the same. Death toll's risen over yes. over 5,000. What are you doing in Nepal?
0: Oh, my God. Uh, My wife works with UNICEF.
1: Wow, that's sweet. I mean, not sweet, but (laughs) sweet of her. We're looking at your car that has just completely been demolished. (laughs) Yeah. All right, hold on a second. Let me tell you guys something. I used to do earthquake rehab for a living. Unenforced concrete. That's the only thing you ever have to worry about. If you ever want to, if you ever curious why there's an earthquake in Mexico and the entire city is leveled and then there's one out here and there's a couple of parking garages that's stacked on each other, but that's about it. It's because they're all masonry. They're all cinder block. They don't have rain for, they don't have forests over there. They don't, we build everything out of wood and stucco and picture two by fours with a piece of plywood shear wall. Trying to tear it apart versus a block wall that you could just push God. over. This could
8: be a whole series. You trying to explain to Jews about masonry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: We're confused we're, looks our, right confused, our confused faces. The fucking pyramid was the last time you guys mixed m- mixed up some mortar.
4: They
2: said never again? Never again. They said, uh, they said fed
1: a type S mortar.
7: Yeah, you're talking about mortar to two Jews, and we're going, that must be expensive.
1: <laughs> hey, uh, hey, Matt. Your call again.
6: Oh, okay. Aww. Well,
5: can I tell you something yes. that I, I just heard about Nepal when you talk about the damage? They don't even have developing nation status yet. Mm. So they're not, the even, way up? Yes, mm-hmm. they're not even considered a developing nation when you talk about the infrastructure and how the damage this has done.
1: Well, if they ever get into a Twitter war with Germany, <laughs> they. Germany can say, "Hey, why don't you hit me when you, have, <laughs> when you get to <laughs> developing, <laughs> developing nation status?" Hit me. Hashtag undeveloped. I gotta go work Mic on. Drop. We gotta go work on our uh, our rocket. We're, we're looking at uh, landing on Mars and colonizing it. So when you get to developing
4: nation, give us a buzz. Oh, by the way, Mars is a planet. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, there's more than this one. All right, hey man.
1: Okay, yeah. well, pull, Gary, you can pull him off if he can't, uh, whatever. Pay
4: um, for effort, though.
1: Yeah. All right, good news and bad news. Bad news, your car was crushed. Good news, it's a Suzuki. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's, it's worth it's more now. She's supposed to have two wheels. It's worth more. All right, so a horrible tragedy over there. And yeah, earthquakes are one of those things where if you have building codes, in, if I mean, it, it is the biggest... Difference in the unenforced concrete and un- un- unenforced masonry, or even enforced masonry, just goes. It just crumbles. I mean, okay, i will gonna speak. Okay, picture, <laughs> picture. <laughs> hold on. Picture an earthquake, and I'm holding a piece of taffy. It just bends and bends. And a piece of licorice. Now, picture matzah. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> snap.
8: Now you're speaking. To me. You know well, what I'm saying.
7: This, is this like how in in New York and probably other places? They have buildings that shake.
1: Yes, they move, they course. sway. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes. It's all about flexibility versus brittleness. And if you think about how brittle a brick chimney and, would be.
7: And I remember I used to think that they were making cars, like, cheaper, and that's why they would get crushed up when they crashed. Mm-hmm. But they say, I heard they purposely... Make them so they uh, crumple like zones. Fold.
1: Yeah, they're called crumple zones. Yeah, they're taking. The, that's what they they started doing that with racetracks. They started making these barrier walls that crumpled, that gave. Obviously, stopping you from getting off the track is good, but hitting a brick wall or hitting a cement wall that doesn't give. That's what saved everybody in F1. It saved everyone in cars, saved on track. They started making these areas that would absorb the impact before yeah, it got to the driver. Those old
7: cars that look like Army tanks and are built like them, you know, you get the full impact of a right. crash.
1: Let me say this, by mm. the way, on uh, Matt's behalf. If you'd like to donate to the uh, UNICEF Nepal Fund, you can go to the website. It's a uh, .org. It's un- UNICEF. Dot org slash nepal So we uh, we wish them well digging out over there because it's a bitch, man. And you you just again, it's all about masonry and infrastructure and all that uh, all that good stuff. All right, um, what they what we what actually I was talking to a guy who does this. What the problem we had? What happened in San Francisco? Yes, when I was there is notably everything. <laughs> and by the way, everything bad earthquake wise. All he takes is two mo- two moves and you'll get to masonry. So you go, "Well, what
4: you mean about an earthquake?"
1: Yeah, but any earthquake. Okay. You go, "What about that apartment building in Reseda? That wasn't made of brick or that wasn't made of cinder block?" Mm-hmm. Yes, but it had subterranean parking and that had the cement columns mm-hmm. and they crushed and then the building fell. In San Francisco, the double-decker freeway.
4: The cypress structure of the freeway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
1: What they started doing is they pour those cement columns and they put a bunch of steel in them. But still, during the earthquake, they would still crumble and compact. Now they started wrapping them with, like, this Kevlar composite okay. stuff. So imagine you've taken this round column and you've wrapped it so it can... You put a cast on it. Compact, yeah. You mm-hmm. put a cast on it. They would do it with steel, but they also start wrapping it with fabric now.
8: Adam, how much more expensive is it to do it right in the way that you'll save lives? Is it, like, three times more expensive? Is it a little no, more expensive? No,
1: it, all it is is... You you pour. See, a re- that's a Jew talking. <laughs> yeah. how, exactly.
7: how much? more would that cost us? Yeah. Yeah,
8: exactly. This human life stuff is nice, but
1: how much will I have to pay <laughs> for <laughs> you? <Yes. laughs> Today only. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I can get you the same case on downtown. <laughs> uh, I can get you the same pilaster downtown because I have a connection in the pilaster <laughs> district. <laughs> no, it it is you you make a form big you know 4 3 4 foot around you put a bunch of rebar down in the middle of it and then you fill it with concrete and then when it dries all you have to do is go around it and wrap it with this this cloth so that it can't compact it can't during the earthquake it can't break apart mm. and that's not that much it's basically they're just retrofitting what's already existing now all right and that's why steel does real good you never see any of these like any of these bridges or mm-hmm. anything like this like a Golden Gate Bridge. Why why doesn't the Golden Gate Bridge fall down? There's no, right. there's no masonry. The it's, all, it's all well think about it. Yeah. It's cables. Yeah. It'll literally just swing around but it won't won't come now, down.
7: Remember that bridge that it was made out of ball bearings or whatever the hell it was?
1: Verrazano?
7: No, no, there was one bridge Straits. at the grand opening. Mm-hmm. It was a bridge that would swing. It was in Seattle in, or oh, Washington, oh, Seattle.
4: wasn't it? No, no. Wait, hold on. One was it from the one that like vibrated yes, up and down. Yes, yes,
7: and then and it fell apart on yes. its uh, first day.
4: Yes, that think, th- uh, let me explain what that was. Please, my science right. teacher was explained as like sound waves that were making it do that.
1: Yes, it's it's um, it didn't fall apart on the first day, but it, it went it went nuts with uh, sonic. Uh, it's called uh, we'll figure it out in a second. It's it's. Uh, sonic vibration or yeah. whatever it is. Now, when you design an airplane, for instance, you have to design it in such a way <clears throat> where it can't have that sonic vibration because at a certain point, when air is passing by something, it'll create a pitch, and if that pitch is lines up right, the metal will start wow. crazing, yeah. like going nuts. It's a phenomenon. It's oh, what's it called? Sonic, uh, uh, sonic convergence or something like that. I think it's called sonic convergence. I
6: was just going <coughs> to say that. <laughs> yeah.
1: The wind was blowing by that 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 bridge in such a way where it created the right frequency yeah, that, it. that it went nuts. And when you design a bridge or an airplane wing or anything that wind is going to be passing by, it, you have to design it in such a way where it won't have the sonic convergence yeah. to make it go nuts. So what happened is, is that bridge started going nuts because of the ultrasound that was going past it. People think
4: it's like a special effect. You've probably all seen it. There's that crazy footage of this bridge wobbling. Uh, like, uh, it looks like a special
5: effect. That's definitely worse nightmare status, yes. being on that bridge. Yeah, I, I mean, it looks like it,
7: it turned into a big rubber band. Yeah, yeah it exactly. Was just
1: like, yeah. All right. Is that Sonic Convergence? It was not like a Pioneer commercial Sonic- or something. something it was in, yeah, we'll, we'll like find it. The guy it. turns his yeah. radio
4: up too loud, and the bridge started going nuts. He's like, oh, sorry, turned it down. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah, remember that? No, but it's a, but a smart
1: idea. Yeah, like that. All right, we got the news. We got Gilbert here. Ooh, we got a call up there real quick, and then we'll... Harmonic Convergence. That's what it's called. It's called Harmonic Convergence.
5: Good acapella group name. Thank you.
1: <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, no Tone Rangers. <laughs> Love that movie. All right. Uh, hey, uh, JT? Yo. What's going on, JT?
0: Not much. We're talking about bridges and shit. Not why I like to, when soldiers march over the bridges, they can't march instead
6: because it makes that same frequency or something Ooh. like that.
1: just talking about this with my wife this morning.
6: Wow. <laughs> wow. Well,
1: I don't know, wait, we're talking about our dog. Pillow talk yep. yeah. at the Corolla wow. house. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. What's going on?
0: <clears throat> I had a couple of questions for you about boxing. Specifically, I was, I mean, I played a couple of contact sports in, in high school and then you know, went up to school and I would sit at a fucking desk all day and try to keep him getting fat but I need to do something competitive and frankly, I just want to hit something.
1: Yeah.
0: So, I was trying to figure out what, kind of try to feel out like how, what, how I would know it's a good gym. I don't, know, like, I don't want to just kind of stumble into this blindly.
1: If there's an old black guy calls everyone champ who sits by the front door and <laughs> right does almost nothing, you're in the right place. Also, if you've seen signs that overstate what you think would be the obvious, like no spitting on the floor, mm-hmm that that's a good one and yeah. other ones urging you to wear shoes in the shower <laughs> <laughs> shower shoes they'll call them shower shoes but don't go shoes. in there barefoot yeah that that's how so you know you're at the right trying, place.
0: trying to please common sense for people that have been in the head too many times
1: yeah i've also seen ones that had like uh signs that said like if you want to get you a rub down scrap iron will do it for ten dollars so there's some guy huh. named Scrap Iron there somewhere who gives you a rub down for much. He'll undercut the shit out of Burke Williams.
4: Well, I appreciate that. And I just,
1: uh, thanks for taking the call. It's really weird. Really yeah, go to a real I'm, gym. Uh, Listen to me. The nicest guys in the world are boxers because they're.
4: I've always heard that.
1: They leave it. They get it out of their system. Okay. Midweather, they they, Tyson. Yeah. They don't oh. have they don't
4: Sweet salt of the earth.
1: They don't have they're not eager for the fray. You can go into their gym. When I used to do it, every all the gyms work on a bell system. Bell goes off, everyone goes back to work. Three minutes later, bell goes off again, everyone stops. The whole place what goes goes on for three minutes, stops for a minute, comes back on again. Everything's on the bell. Why? It's on rounds. Yeah. I was used rounds. to working rounds.
7: They had an episode of Car 54, Where Are You? Star- Topical reference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Starring... Teddy and Muldoon. We're going to have them on the My Podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, with uh, Rocky Graziano yeah. playing a fighter who's Dretch. also a hairdresser. Wow. And then he gives up fighting and he starts like being really rough. And angry with all the
1: women. Mm-hmm. And,
7: and it, sh- it shows that he, he has no way of getting the aggression. the aggression out.
1: Yeah, so everybody's constantly getting their aggression out, and nobody really has a chip on their shoulder. They're also sort of quiet guys huh. most of the time. And I found, like, when the bell would go off again, and you'd walk back to a heavy bag, and some guy, el- somebody else was on it, and you'd go, uh, I was hitting that heavy bag. The guy would just go, oh, okay, and go somewhere else. Like I always found someone's like really gym. nice. Yeah, they're yeah they're they're not the smartest guys in the world, but they're then they have the chip. the guys at the gym that are trying to puff they're themselves up. They got a chip on their shoulder.
7: Also, it's like you'll find a lot of times like big guys, they'll move around slow and they take things easy. And if guys are small, they have to
1: prove. Yeah, like dogs. Yeah, it, it was. Uh, it's this is the clip Gary found. The clip of Car Fifty Four. Oh my oh, god! Oh wow! <laughs> With Rocky Graziano. Oh my god! Sugar Ray Robinson Enterprises. It was a joke. Cause Sugar Ray had owned a whole city block.
6: But you can see I'm in training. Very thin. You know, strictly conservative. But Ray, all you have to do is run over to Kilroy's and knock out this Antoine. A hairdresser? Look, fellas, if I was gonna knock out a hairdresser, I'd knock out the one my wife goes to. That guy's got her looking like a totem pole. But Ray, you're the only man who could do it. Boys, I've got an important fight, and I have to keep training. How
1: about Backhanding the speed back.
6: Snug, you know, not too snug, though, because leave a little room for me to do the limbo, you know. (laughs) Yes, Mr. Ross.
2: Excuse me.
6: The contract for next week's fight just came in. Oh, it did? Does this include all the rights I asked for? Mm Mm-hmm. 81% of the gate? Yeah. 92% of the picture right? Yeah. Oh, and what about that capital gains deal on the theater TV? It's Uh, all in
1: uh, there. Very articulate. Businessman.
6: Mm. Thank you. Hey, wait a minute. Yeah. Who am I fighting? I'll check. Yeah, you do that. It's a good thing to know. That's why I gotta keep in top shape. Please, Ray, you're our only hope. We gotta figure out some way to stop this Antoine from fighting. You see, if he gets whipped by you, not knowing you're Sugar Ray Robinson, but thinking you're a 70-year-old man... Me, 70 years old? That's the idea. We'll make you look like you're 70 years old. We got a guy in the police department who's an expert on disguises. He'll fit you with a bald wig and makeup. Hey, why don't you fellas go and get Archie Moore? He won't need a wig or makeup.
1: <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. All right. And,
6: and the
7: se- I remember the 70-year-old man makeup, he looked like he was like a thousand.
6: <laughs>
7: He's completely bent over with a cane and a long white beard. And-
1: Sugar Ray Robinson is one of the most talented, interesting individuals mm. like ever put on this planet. First off, the guy had like, I don't know, 181 fights. He
4: was a great actor. <laughs> he was a great
1: test man. <laughs> he boxed too. No shit. Um, he was a great dancer. He was like, do he he just quit boxing just to like tap dance and sing and stuff like that. Was a crazy athletic just sort of showman. He owned like an entire city block in New York. He had his bar. He had his hair. That's why he had. To, they did the Sugar Ray Enterprises. He had. To, he did have barber shops and bars and all that. He'd pull up in a big pink Cadillac and blah blah blah. Uh, of course, what we do with these poor guys, our, our government should really be ashamed. These guys inevitably get into tax problems. Hmm. And then when they get into tax problems, they have to fight off their tax burden. So they end up fighting, you know, like Joe Lewis. They end up having to do, like, fighting in their 40s and stuff when they should have retired because they owe the government, you know, $2.7 million or something in 1951. Do you guys kind of feel like I feel like, look... Average black guy born to a sharecropper in the 20s. This guy's
4: paid in enough. He's on the far, far, far end of the he's bell curve. He's on the
1: happy end of the bell curve. I know you think he still owes you $1.7 million, but he's paid in $22 million. This is just average brother.
7: I think. Can we every, call it
4: good? Yeah,
7: apparently not. I think every old black uh, fighter should have some machine that heats up food really quick. <laughs> mm. Yes. So what? In every
1: division or just the heavyweight? <laughs> uh, yes. That you close the top mm-hmm, on I'm it. I'm listening. And it heats hamburgers. Uh huh. <laughs> we'd call it the Dwayne Bobbick Griller. Yes. <laughs> I'm thinking of a heavyweight.
4: It knocks out fat.
1: He would knock fat out.
4: Yeah, knock fat out of your whatever. You got to write but. that shit down. <laughs> All right. Oh, we
1: have uh, we have the bridge. Is it the Veronzano, or it's no? I would just make that one up?
5: Veronzano, I thought is
1: that's yeah. a, the wrong bridge. Tacoma Narrows Bridge. Yes. Yeah,
5: oh, no just, thanks. Oh wow!
8: <laughs> I've never seen this. I've
1: oh, really? never seen it. It's a bridge going ape bridge shit. going ape shit.
4: This is like oh. 1940 or something like that.
1: Oh well, I think a little bit later, or maybe this was colorized or something. I don't know.
5: And this is all because of sound, not wind.
1: It's all—it's the wind that created the sound. Is it? I mean, you couldn't hear it if you were standing there, but the steel could hear it.
4: But does that make you feel better, though, being in an earthquake, though? Because, like, how much all that's bending and not breaking? But how are
5: you going to stay on it? No, no, no. If
4: to, When you're in an <laughs> earthquake, you're, no, when it you're, should make you feel
5: better. Not when, when you're in, you're in a 40. building, but yeah. not on the bridge. Uh, okay.
4: There's
1: somebody standing on Well, but there is somebody on, on there. Yeah. There's somebody. Oh, somebody went in to get the dog <gasps> oh, God. out of a car. <laughs> by the way, this by, this is the, the definition of act of God when it comes to me not saving that dog's life <laughs> so This is, God, this is God's force will. majeure it is literally divine wind that yep. is bringing that dog <laughs> to its death and by the way if you now save that dog you're going to interrupt the cycle yeah. that dog could bite somebody and kill them yep.
4: he's
5: running on it
1: he's running <sighs> oh, on the bridge beautiful
4: combine should do this mm-hmm.
5: know, now he's walking he's dog's smoking not with a him. pipe
1: it's back when a guy couldn't leave the house without a pipe he took his pipe to yeah. save the day. Now, I didn't see
5: a dog with him, by the way.
1: At some point, the bridge, uh, spoiler alert, from uh, 63 years ago, but uh, the thing does, <laughs> it does break, break, break and yes. go away. that has got to be a bummer. All right, Gary, you can get to that. I'll talk oh! about... Oh, it just broke. Sweet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That oh, car, the dog. Uh, <laughs> 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 All right, should we do some news? Let's
5: do it. Let's
1: do it.
6: Give me the news with Greg news with gina grad showbiz congress tech news folks world news give me news with gina grad weird shit out of florida sex surveys obama need news with gina gina grad.
0: the news with gina grad
5: well, you know, it's getting a little crazy in Baltimore. It's staying a little crazy. And a suspected rioter in Baltimore got the smackdown of his life Monday by his mom on TV, according to ABC News. The mother saw her son on TV throwing rocks at police, and that's when she had had enough. In the video, she chases the teenager around, slapping him and giving him a profanity-laced lecture that rioting is not okay. The ABC News affiliate said that the city's police commissioner, Anthony Batts, applauded the mom's actions. Here's a clip of when she caught him.
6: She's, Holy shit.
1: Violence is right never hand. the answer, but she's whacking him in the head.
4: She is holding his head steady with the left hand and whacking him yeah. roundhouse with want the him right. to get away.
1: She's, you wonder where he got his violent tendencies. You <laughs> know what, though? I like that. Probably his dad's side.
4: <laughs> Sometimes I skip generation out of it. It could have been grandparents. That's
1: true. She's just chasing him and whacking him. Poor guy. He's a beanpole. (laughs) He's chucking rocks. By the way... um, That was fucking awesome. Putting on the hoodie and chucking rocks at cops... Uh Probably not the best idea in terms of uh, livelihood and, mm-hmm. and your chances of, of uh, seeing the eleventh grade.
4: I normally just show your points, but I can't show mm-hmm.
7: him that one. that, mm-hmm. that is amazing because he's like a tough thug in a hoodie, mm-hmm. and his mother's kicking his ass.
5: <laughs> <laughs> she whips like, his ass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, uh, actually, Wednesday night the game, the Orioles versus White Sox. There's no attendance. There's oh my God! That's going to be in the stands.
4: So there's only. Was to cancel was it? No,
5: I no. think they're playing, they're, but no one's allowed to yeah, go. The decision watch.
8: currently, like this afternoon, was they're playing the no game, shit. but no one can go. Yeah. But there's pressure now to say they can't give in to that, so i interesting interested to see what at happens. The,
1: the top of Sports Center was they're canceling the, and I'm like, oh my goodness, only 160 games to decide the season now. How shall they do this? They'll Have a doubleheader in ooh, July. Ooh, it's crunch time now. Yeah, good. The good news is there's 150 more super boring games to go around, and they go. They're looking to maybe make it up in DC. How about they don't make it up yeah. at all? How about we get? We'll get to the end of the season, both teams will be 500, no one's making the playoffs, and we'll never need mm. to make it up. Yeah. How about that? Adam,
8: we should stop the Dodgers games until they replace the Dodger dog. Oh, Let's God. keep
1: the stadium em- empty for safety reasons. I would like to put that up Vince Scully's ass and use it like a joystick. <laughs> I really would. There's still time. That's how much I hate that fucking Dodger dog. Goddamn. You, listen, Jews don't take to the streets very often. <laughs> <laughs> Unless somebody drops a nickel. But... I feel like you guys, oh. the Jews, especially the ones from New York, like you and Phil Rosenthal, Phil sends me weekly updates on like how bad the Dodger dog is. And I know he sends them to you too. Here's how and bad. If there were ever yeah. a reason for you guys to hit the street, it would be this. Here's how bad because I'm not Phil.
8: I, bought, I go to so many games with my son. Sometimes we go to the bleachers, and there's one section of the bleachers where it's all the hot dogs you can eat for free. Oh. It was so bad, I only had four. That's wow, how, that's how serious Dark the problem days is in the
4: bleachers. What you, what you, what you,
1: what you guys need is the nine ninety nine walk. <laughs> it's almost ten <laughs> Jews. <laughs> You take a candle that's painted up like a hot dog, and you stick it through a paper plate, and you light it, and you take back the night. Take back the dog. Take back the dog. You Good want idea. something with a casing on it, something. not that fucking meat stick. We're gonna get Hebrew National into Dodger oh. Stadium one way or another. From uh, your mouth to uh, 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 it's Abraham's ears. To Jewish God's ears. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
5: Sorry. Well, the AP reports that Bumblebee Foods and two managers were charged by L.A. prosecutors this week with violating safety regulations in the death of a worker who was cooked in an industrial oven with tons of tuna. Mm. Jose <laughs> Molina was performing maintenance in a 35-foot-long oven at the company's Santa Fe Springs plant back in 2012 when a co-worker, uh. this only gets worse, mistakenly believed Molina was in the bathroom, filled the pressure cooker with 12,000 pounds of canned tuna, and turned on. On the oven. Mm. The plant manager and former safety manager could face up to three years in prison, fines up to $250,000, uh, while Bumblebee Foods will face a maximum fine of $1.5
8: At least he was packed in water. Oil would have been uh, so much yeah. so much worse. Mm-hmm.
1: Dolphins safe, but tell that to the Mexicans. <laughs> <laughs> We're good with dolphins. Yeah, okay, but <laughs> what do you mean, but? Well, we go through Mexicans pretty fucking quick. Well, we got the picture on the can now. See the little outliner Sheesh. guy with the sombrero?
7: We're more careful with dolphins, because they can think. Oh. <laughs>
4: How dare you. You're never getting that duck head back, man.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, listen, People are unsubscribing I, all over
8: Mexico. I have to, to laugh,
1: cat. Yeah. I have to laugh, because my grandfather and his dad went before him the same way. Oh. So if I,
6: <laughs> sure.
1: I know firsthand the pain. Uh,
4: th- you I could laugh so not- you don't cry.
1: I could not think. We were talking yesterday about burning, basically in a car yeah, It's like the worst yeah, worst way. To, this I feel like this got to be the worst way, right? Pretty bad with tuna. Oh <laughs> Jesus Christ!
5: <laughs> Do you think
4: he even survived? Because a thousand pounds of tuna, twelve thousand pounds. Oh, he was crushed by, by the tuna. I mean, he probably almost semant- instantaneously, right? Uh, I, it'd, it'd be nice. Anyway.
1: <laughs> Sadly, we are praying that he was crushed by <laughs> the tuna. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Horrible. <laughs> oh my God. Ugh. How about the folks that had to empty the oven?
4: Oh, oh geez. Well, yeah. But there was nothing. There had was.
1: to be one of these phone calls made at a certain point that said, like, uh, Bert, you better get down here. <laughs> Why? Is there a problem? I'm going to go with the app. Yeah, I'd say so. Let's say so. What happened? Is someone's hairnet get caught in a conveyor belt? Oh, there
4: was an issue. Just get down here. We got a safety violation. I
1: could explain it to you, or you could just come down. Our health records go from A to B for sure. God, that had to be. Uh, by the way, now here's what here would have been my problem. And I swear to God, I would have been like, we cannot sell the, what is uh, would have been six tons of tuna. We can't sell six tons of tuna, but I would have it would have killed me to put it in a landfill. So my entire thing would have been walking up and down the floor of the factory, going, "Shelly, don't you have a cat? <laughs> <laughs> you do, right? Two? Yeah. Awesome.
5: Why? <laughs> Does it like
1: Mexican flavor?
5: Loves Mexican Spicy tuna.
1: Right, Spicy yeah. tuna. No, we'll give you yeah. the stuff toward the front. Of the oven. Like, I would, I would hate to throw it all out. Yeah. Well, give it a burial. stuff. If
5: you give them a burial at sea, everybody wins. Yes.
1: Yeah. All right. Anyway, tragic, tragic news.
4: Obviously, based on our reaction.
1: <laughs> all right.
5: <laughs> well. somebody's
1: t- suing somebody for.
5: Oh, yeah. I mean, there's, they're facing jail time. Right. And uh, I, I kind of feel like the guys are getting it way worse than the company, which maybe is understandable. The company's going to walk away with a million dollar fine and the guys could go to prison for three years and a quarter of a million dollars. But each. the
1: company's going to get sued by the family sure. of the guy that was in there. Sure.
5: Okay. That would be the civil suit, right?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're a billion dollar a year company. All right.
5: Have you figured out if you're going to the boxing uh, match yet? Uh-oh.
4: What was that horrible slurp?
1: Uh, well, Jimmy has, uh, got uh, rooms and a private jet and tickets procured and all kinds of things like that. I can see that. why
8: you're downbeat about yeah. this.
1: Yes, Rob, uh, uh, I got a note from my editor oh, no. today, an email saying unless I have the audio book finished by Friday it won't be, able to. I'm already a week and a half late or whatever, it won't be released with the blah blah mm-hmm. to coincide with the book release. I mm-hmm, understand that a lot. Yeah, I get, I get it. Um, I have to do catch a contractor for the next few days, and then I have my first entire solid week of catch of con- catch a contractor next week, starting Monday through like. Friday or Saturday, and then come here at night to do the podcast, Mm. as you know, and I have this much book, I have about 210 pages of book to
4: do,
1: and I just realized that literally my only window would be Saturday to come in here and do a marathon session on the book or... They'd have to wait, not till Monday, but till I was through next week, because there's no way I can do catch a contractor and lay this down.
4: Mm. Mm. What's on? Mm. <coughs> well, well, Gilbert could always be part of the book for you. Gilbert, and no one would know
1: the difference. You think <laughs> you think you can do my voice a little bit? Or I'll do
7: my voice and I'll think it's you. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm
1: saying. <laughs> I should, so
7: you. Yes. I, I did an audio for my book and I hated
1: that. Yes. That was torture. It's taxing. It's yeah. taxing. Yes.
7: That was. I mean, next time I, I think if I write another book and they wanted an audio, I want them to hire someone.
4: Hire Corolla. Yeah. I'll do yours.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
7: It was. That was absolute torture.
1: Yes. Well, now. Honestly, I'm trying to work this out. I'm working all day tomorrow, Thursday, or today, if you're listening to this, Thursday, Friday, catch a contract all all day. And then, I don't know, but I imagine we're getting in that private jet probably, I don't know, noon on Friday, or uh, Saturday. No, no, sorry. no sorry, Coming back, I don't know, check out noon, whatever, three in the afternoon on Sunday. Sunday, I got to do me and Dr. Drew's podcast Mm -hmm. times two, and then this Sunday.
4: You get to do this podcast on Sunday. I
1: get to do. I'm privileged to do this. Then it's all catch contract. So I can only window I can possibly. By the way, it's going to be a long day on Saturday getting through 200 pages, (sighs) But all I can think of is Saturday and Sunday morning.
4: I got a I got, I got solution. I, I know you don't, or maybe you do like to do this, but take Who's going with you on, the, who's going on the flight? Do you have any idea?
1: Oh, Baby Doll, Dixon, and, you know, uh, I don't know, uh, Sal, Cousin Sal, you know, the usual crew.
4: Instead of a Sunday podcast, you do uh, you do from the flight, from the plane. You do like a few little, <laughs> like, hey, Cousin Sal, what do you think? Hey, blah, blah, you know, you get a few of those, <clears> 10 minutes a piece, and you got yourself an hour-long podcast. You
1: got two yeah. and from. I got that. All right. That takes care of. It doesn't take care of the two that no, Drew and I no, have to do. No, it does One
4: less, you know, hour and
0: a About half an session. And then another thing. Why don't we just come in here late? I know you'll be tired, but late Friday after contractor. Let's just go till fucking three, four o'clock in the morning. Go catch I some know, sleep. And I
5: know. We Go, we'll go uh, with the Kind of
0: good. Dolls except will give for you a nip
5: off his flask.
1: flask. Yeah, I'm I'm a flask. I I kind of. I'm uh as uh. i of... the problem is is my voice starts going out. I start seeing double. It's like it becomes diminishing returns. I could definitely get in a 2-hour session. I'm going to be running on fumes. We're going to I mean, yes, there's some to be done, but I I can't see how I can I can I I can get through a few pages on Friday night. Could get up early Saturday Same morning. morning.
0: Mm. And then, uh, before, right. before contractor, tomorrow morning, let's come in at
6: 5 a.m. All right. Yeah. <laughs> you, you say that. You this say this that. And, you um, say that. I believe <laughs> the
8: longer you delay the audio book, the more likely it is that at least Gilbert and not my people, the Jews, will buy the book first. And then maybe, <laughs> you know, if there's more of a <laughs> yeah. distance, we're more likely to pay for the book. That'll and go on then. the best hour list. And then maybe.
7: Yeah, I feel like if I have to do another audio book, I would do like one sentence a day. And no matter how many years that would take. In the course of eighteen years, yeah, yeah
5: <laughs> Well, do you want to know what tickets are going for for the uh for the match this weekend? Yeah, this is the latest update. I think last time we talked about this, they were the cheapest ones were around seven hundred, and the most expensive were maybe thirteen grand, something like that. Well, things have changed. The cheapest tickets right now. Are going for forty five hundred apiece, mm. and a pair of ringside seats are on sale for a combined three hundred and sixty one thousand dollars.
1: Yeah, all right. So Jimmy owes me what eight grand? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, then there is the jet. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. See. I am I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Dawson. My problem is my voice is starting to go out. Thus the. Fisherman's Friend lozenges.
4: I don't but, think people realize that when you do the audio. I, I read my audio book too, and it was over the course of a week, and it was you know five hour sessions for a week. Even I was drinking the. I don't drink tea, drinking tea and doing all that stuff because of the voice. It just, it just oh, goes. It totally goes. It's taxing.
1: Yeah, toxic. yeah it, it's 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 a, it, it's it's weird. It's it's oddly taxing because you think if you were to explain to some of the folks that. Ca- that crossed the Donner Pass. You you think you had it tough? <laughs> I think you had it tough. <laughs> I had to do uh, sit in an air conditioned room and do my audiobook. We're talking almost three hundred pages. Wow, like
7: sipping tea and honey, right? Wow. Like yeah, it that sounds, sounds horrible.
1: Yeah. You want a piece of Fred? It really doesn't sound that taxing, but it really is. It's like it's like it's like oh, you know what? It's I, I liken it to. It's like somebody tapping you on the shoulder and pushing you back to high school and you have some huge book report to do or something and you're just going the whole weekend going, oh, fuck.
8: Ugh. Yeah, weirdly, my heart does not bleed for the people in Nepal, but you and your audio book mm. situation is really <laughs> is there someone we can donate? relief, yeah. Yeah. It'd be
1: nice, please, yeah. please help. All right, what else we got?
5: Well, in China, funerals appear to be far more interesting than the ones here in the U.S. because they have strippers. Mm. This is all according to Gawker. These exotic dances are part of the ceremony to honor those who've passed, and many Chinese families believe that this is an act that results in good fortune for their relatives' afterlife. But according to the wall street journal the chinese government has been trying to crack down on funeral strippers for quite crack some down? time <laughs> mm-hmm. That's good. Good one, earlier this year six dancers arrived for a funeral performance in the city of hondan but were fined for violating public security mm-hmm. and sometimes they have snakes with them sometimes there's a request by the person who died before they died to cut a little hole in the casket so they can see the strippers it's pretty crazy how do they get <sighs> <laughs> the somber, the
1: somber cherry pie. It's appropriate. Very moving. A somber lap
5: dance.
4: I can be the,
1: uh, I'll be the priest that's administering yeah. the
4: Slash MC.
1: Ah, uh, look, everybody. I'm not going to sugarcoat what's going on here. Ah. Uh, Chin was loved (laughs) by everybody in the village. Uh, He wasn't a village elder per se, but he was old and lived in the village, so technically, uh, yeah, you could check that box. Uh, His wisdom, his love of Mahjong and dominoes, I think, uh, is his legacy, really. Hold on a second. Kung Pak, do we have the uh, mobile ATM set up yet, or is that operational? (laughs) Okay, well, give me a heads up when that thing is working, because a lot of you want to stop by the ATM. You know, show you appreciate show the ladies uh, you appreciate their hard work. Um, He leaves behind uh, an adoring grandson, a beautiful daughter. Actually, one of them's is Mitsuke dancing here. Yeah, Mitsuk. Okay, she's the she's the one that has Mao tattooed on her ankle. Okay. So anyway, um, uh, I think we ring a bell. Uh, there's. By the way, for those of you who didn't bring your own fruit offerings, we have a vending machine you can buy oranges from. I'm not very familiar. I'm from. You know, I've done some work in Dade County and also Henderson County, but I'm not. Not, not not, Mandarin County Or wherever we are right now So um, Again, I think we should all just uh, You know, bow your heads But don't close your eyes There's a lot of ass and blue flying around here. I don't want to miss any of that uh, Jade Coffin 4 Coffin 4, Jade Jade Coffin 4 Yeah, alright And by the way uh, The mausoleum is, a, is a, It's not a cash bar But it's a bar so it's uh, free. We got free. Sh- what do we drink over here? Saki? Yeah. Tsingtao. That's right. Yeah, left we'll some of that over there. Anyway, um, uh, tip jars. Not you know. I just put it out. If you want to fill it with tears, that'll be your business. But a American currency, please, because I'll be on a plane tonight. So I'm, I'm going to get screwed at the airport with this stuff. All right. Yes.
5: Tapping. Thank you. <laughs> Well boardpanda.com reports that Dutch designer Yeah, and mashable, uh, designer Mark Sturkenboom seems determined to challenge the idea that you can't talk about sex and death together. Um He basically came up with a glass vibrator that can hold exactly 21 grams of a cremated loved one's ashes. The toy is accompanied by other fixtures designed to help the user, quote, revive an intimate night with their lover again. Like a ring holder and a fragrance diffuser, the box that holds it all locks with a key that can be worn as a pendant, and the box can play music from an iPhone to help set the mood.
4: All right. Well, Well, plays music. (laughs) (laughs)
5: <laughs> <laughs> Say
1: once a month but eh, sometimes the terrorists are right in this particular case maybe they, they might have a point
5: you don't find that romantic at all
1: i just find it like we are so fucking bored and so fat and so out of problems that we got nothing left we have nothing left anymore so it's a it's a, like an acrylic or glass vibrator you fill it with the ashes yeah of Cremated
5: ashes of your loved one.
1: Loved one. And then uh, and you go ask yourself. Yeah. yeah.
5: And poetically, it holds 21 grams of ashes because they say your body is 21 grams lighter when you die. So then oh, you can put that inside that you.
1: From. Yeah. So your body is 21 grams lighter? Yeah. Right. A doctor
5: that, did a study about yeah, that. That's
4: why that very depressing movie was named 21 grams. Yeah. Oh, you or mean Sean like Penn. when, they're
5: they're when your the soul, s- leaves the soul weighs 21 supposedly. grams, apparently.
1: Uh huh. Supposedly. You just shitting. It's not, it's not what, what, you, what happened. It's so like shitting yourself. Okay. Huh? I think that would be it. All right. What do we got? Well,
5: in 1987, you might remember Suzanne Vega's Tom's Diner was released as an mm-hmm. acapella track on her album, Solitude Standing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Now, uh, Tom's Diner is being covered by a famed producer, Giorgio, and I don't know if you'll be able to help me with this, Maroder, Maroder. thank you. And yeah, he's Pete, the guy
1: who did Donna Summer.
5: Yeah, he's you been know, around forever great, and ever. Great.
1: They already did the Tom Steiner version where but, they put the electronic yeah, beat was, behind but it. But did
5: they do it with Britney Spears' vocals? Because that's what's happening now.
1: Does she have vocals? Well,
5: <laughs> let's give it a listen. Uh, the track will be featured. It got leaked, of course, and then a fan put it up on Tumblr. This is what it sounds like.
6: Corner. I am waiting at the counter for the Do we need for him or
1: her for this? No,
4: this could be anybody. Uh,
1: do you feel like I feel like there's twenty two thousand people in Florida that could do this just in Florida. Probably tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Where is the musicality being, or the genius or the anything about. to this? David no comment. <laughs> There's nothing to do. Uh, is anyone I work with these people. Does uh-huh, anyone have uh-huh. a computer? Good. We're done. We can do this. And yeah. then what, what makes me people, I want to get a fucking flying, I want to do like a flying punch at people <laughs> when they go, oh no, I like that song. It's like, y- you like the song, right. not this the song, right. that right. song that existed before. Sure. Yes. The a good
8: version. You I like- can't believe people sample that and not the Beach Boys theme song from Problem Child. That I've never been able to get out of my head.
7: Who wants to grow up? Who wants responsibility? Oh no, not me. Who wants to show up and work until you're ninety-three? Oh no, not me.
8: This is and you're in the video with the Beach Boys, yes, right? Wow. Yes, how, and that's,
7: John Stamos. Robert, how does, right?
8: How, how, how did they tell you and Stamos apart? Um. <laughs> Did they have to Chiron, you, and Stamos so no one? <laughs> yeah, knew? yeah,
1: they they're interchangeable. Yeah, I uh, I love you on those Greek yogurt commercials. By the way,
6: um, what?
1: Um, uh, now we have to see this video because I don't remember that Beach Boys song. No, but, but it was from the
8: Beach Boys. Deny it. You know, right. they actually oh, were, yeah. they, they,
1: they they legally have tried to uh, distance yeah. Them out. They're, they're, yeah They're on film, <laughs> yes. and they're still denied. still denied. Mike Love's like, oh, we did a couple of Manson songs. Oh, problem <laughs> child? No no no, we, no, 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 no. We never went no, with no, Gilbert Gottfried. No, we never. No, no, no. That's a very vicious, vicious, and dangerous. Yeah, yeah. The Manson. F- yeah, yeah. Sure, Charlie. Yeah, just a handful of songs. Charlie was family oriented. Gilbert? No, absolutely not. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll try to find that. What other stories
5: do we have? Well, Blackish creator Kenya Barris has been set by Sony to write the feature adaptation of Good Times. Uh, for those who aren't familiar with the Norman Lear show, it aired on CBS from 1974 to 1979. Follow the struggles of James and Florida Evans, who raised three kids through financially, uh, financial hardship mm. during politically and socially turbulent time in Chicago. It's supposed to be Cabrini Green, but they never say that. This movie, however, will be set in the 1960s. Mm. Hmm.
7: And are they going to have the actress uh, going, damn, damn, <laughs> damn?
6: <laughs>
1: Can I say this? The black man has taken over many of the white man's roles. right? Will Smith did uh, James West. He was like in Wild Wild West. He did
4: uh, Omega Man.
1: Omega Man. There's Will been Smith a, alone. There's been a lot of situations. The and, Karate Kid. His oh, son, the oh, karate Jay kid. Then, yeah. All right. And, and there was the black
7: odd couple. Yeah. All right. Annie. This yeah. year. All right. Why Annie?
1: Turnabout, fair play, my brother. Sorry about what's going on in Baltimore, but Dane Cook <laughs> is J.J. Walker. <laughs> <laughs> Just the one guy. So We're not, only asking not the one so good guy. Times, not right? yeah, Not the whole cast. Okay times, just probably. the one guy. And you just, don't have
5: to reference it.
1: We don't talk about it. We just want one of us represented in this. You've taken many of our roles. Many, many role out of a white man's. You know, you've taken a lot of money out of the white man's pocket. Turn about, about his fair, fair skin to play. Fair skin play. That's right. We have the Beach Boys video. Sadly, Gilbert. Oh, jeez. Morning. I came upon a
7: seven-year-old. Ah, uh, smartest attack, a little rambunctious, but weren't we all at that age?
1: <laughs> the, the move where they look down the Wayfair glasses is, is yeah. <laughs> more than
6: fucked up.
8: up? Some think that's what killed Carl Wilson. <laughs>
0: You want
1: to sing along, Gilbert? Now <laughs> Maxly- everybody, yeah, thank you. everybody <laughs>
7: says you're running wild.
1: The teacher's
7: calling you a problem. Uh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: Oh, yeah. uh, the sweet Beach Boys harmonies.
6: <laughs> 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 you're just a kid now. We now know how
8: badly Beach Boys would sound if the Wilsons were Jewish. <laughs>
6: <laughs> that
7: girl next door might turn it. That was Michael Richards, wasn't yeah. it?
6: Yeah. Our- say. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't, like a record producer All right.
7: and the guy who's Engineer. the record producer was mm-hmm. the producer of Problem Child he's in uh,
8: a witness relocation program yeah, oh, yes.
7: apparently
1: <laughs> wow and they he's really amassed feeding. quite a body of <laughs> work <Gilbert>. oh,
7: <laughs> there mm. was a Problem Child 3 mm-hmm. that aired on television on network that I seem to be the only person who knows about.
1: Were you and in I it? I was in it. <laughs> yeah.
7: I was, I think the only one from the movie and it was William cat in the John Ritter role.
1: Mm-hmm. And some oh, other kid. I forgot kid. about John I right, Ritter.
8: I believe my, in love. my nicest relative, the nicest person I know only mm-hmm. told me once in life, she hated anything. And it was problem. <laughs> because I believe is it, are there adopted kids who just think it's the worst movie in history? Is that is, have you heard this before? Literally, my adopted beautiful cousin Debbie said, "This is the hol- it's like the show out of her. This is a holocaust. <laughs> <laughs> this is a holocaust movie. Foundation. Yes, it's the only thing she ever told me. She loves everything in life except your oove."
7: You know, on 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 my podcast, Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal Podcast.
8: Subscriber. Mm-hmm. Yes.
7: Oh, that's right. Go to Patreon. <laughs> exactly. well, yeah. Um They the we had the writers of Problem Child on. They said. It was based on a true story. <laughs> wow! Of these parents who adopted a kid, I think it was adopted, and and it, the kid was just plain evil, mm. and and they were originally wanted it to be more
1: of a horror story. Uh huh. Like yeah. a, a it was. Sto- it <laughs> was. Don't worry, they got well, there. I mean, when you first off, you think about what it takes to adopt a child. You, that a child has suffered horrible trauma. I mean, <laughs> at the least. <laughs> Incest. <laughs> rape. yeah,
7: A physical abuse. And problem child. And <laughs> emotional <laughs> abuse.
1: So it kind of stands to reason when you get the eight-year-old who's not living with mom and dad anymore that kid is gonna be prone to act out right it's not all putting jelly <laughs> beans in a saxophone of my either fuck both of you
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah but those kids also don't do the felix the cat eyes and then the smile with the twinkle and then go ape shit
1: right all right <laughs> oh no goodness what else the, we got
5: something sneaky's about to happen oh i see yeah. yeah well armed with a can of washable spray paint an artist in greater manchester england has embarked on a worthy crusade to rid the region of potholes, and he's doing it by drawing penises around them. Mm. Uh, the anonymous artist goes by the name Wanksy instead of Banksy, and said he's doing it in order to draw attention to the appalling pothole-ridden streets after some of his cyclist friends were badly injured on the roads. Can
1: I say this? Good. Uh, speaking of, recy- of cycling or, or potholes or whatever, yes, good. Oh, he's making cocks out of the, yeah. out of the potholes. Um, somebody, finally, my... my, my I've. I was explaining that LA is just slowly. At this point, if it broke off and went to the sea, it'd be a lateral move. It's just falling <laughs> apart that fast. Somebody tweeted me a story. Somebody tagged a cops horse, and i I started seeing taggers carving shit into cacti and into the. Mm-hmm. And I saw a boulder tagged like off of a koanga mm-hmm. and they're starting to. T- they were tagging nature, and I think I was kidding in my book that eventually they'll just be tagging hummingbirds and like anything they can, anything that moves. But somebody actually's gotten around to tagging a cop's horse.
5: What a piece of shit.
1: What I'm saying is, is when do we admit it's over and just start anew? Like, there it is. The cop's horse uh, was the shame,
4: tagged. The shame that horse must feel. I,
1: what, what I keep saying is, <clears throat> you know, indicators. Uh, indicators like that, that thing where <clears throat> you know, every alcoholic does that thing where it's like, I got up and left the ninth inning of my son's game, oh, and th- yeah. it was tied, and he was pitching a no hitter so I could have a drink at the local bar, and that's when I knew I'd bottomed or you know, I broke into my daughter's piggy bank to steal the money to get some crack cocaine like that's and i saw myself in the mirror and that's when i knew i'd bottomed out when we were putting the razor wire around the freeway signs we should have known at that point (laughs) maybe a city we're hitting rock bottom but when 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 the the guy's
4: scrubbing the ass of the horse scrubbing the graffiti the
1: guy who needs to clean the horse's ass is the mayor Garcetti,
6: <laughs>
1: not the fucking peon Mexican guy who's back at the cop corral who after gets quitting the tuna factory? Eighteen bucks an hour. Garcetti <laughs> yeah. needs to fucking clean the graffiti off of that horse's ass, and we need to have an open dialogue with him while he's doing that. Going, you think this would have happened fifty years ago? <laughs> what? What does this say? Forget about this uh, in a bubble what does this say yeah. bigger picture about the city that you preside over that we're now we're now tagging bovine creatures and, <laughs> and equines and equine. sorry we're now going after thing we're going after nature now we've now tagged not only a horse mm. a cop's horse we're showing that little of uh, mm. that that authority regard. for regard, mm-hmm. that authority for law is completely out the fucking mm-hmm. window. We're taking it out on a horse. Well, by the way, we've run out of space on the side of buildings and alleys and factories and billboards to tag. We're now moving on to horses' asses. Yeah. So as you're scrubbing that off with your simple green, could you just give that a little thought? Mm. Yeah, the mayor really needs to scrub that horse off. <laughs> Jesus goddamn Christ. Does anyone else look at these indicators? Do you know what I mean? That's a depressing one. That's a fucking depressing one. All right. Let's bring it home. That's you more depressing
8: it. than Problem Child's uh, <laughs> video. Impossible. Well, maybe not. Maybe not.
1: I'm Gina Grad, and that's the news. Get those schwarzes back in the house. Gina, Gina!
0: That was the news with Gina Grad. That clip from
3: 2015 with Gilbert Gottfried. And of course, David Wilde earlier in the clip as well. All right, make sure to tune in to part two of Corolla Classics to hear the rest of, the, of today's episode. We have uh, some JVR All Balls and a Ron Tomatoes game, so tune in. We'll see you there. <laughs>